0: hi i'm benjamin light and i'm marcus sparks hello hello and welcome to bros watch pll2 we're back for s7 e16 the glow that rocks the cradle Mm -hmm. written by my goldsmith, directed by Paula Hunziker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of this episode?
1: You know, I enjoyed this episode. Um, Just enjoyed it's a it's a little bit of a come down from the previous one, but I really enjoyed it. There's some uh, there's some
0: choice good stuff in here. Hmm. I probably liked it more than you. I I was having this debate with a friend of mine whether or not this was the best episode of the half season. Um, Interesting plot wise, I would say probably so. I feel like last week's episode kind of had some artistic flourishes that were a lot of fun but i feel like just as like a, a meaty PLL a PLL episode i like this one better
2: mm, okay yeah uh
0: okay. before we launch into the episode do you have any
1: follow-up uh no not really okay
0: uh we did get a few comments on our website page i'm just taking a look at them here um this idea i think this is from drew thanks for writing and drew just talks about how uber a might not actually be doing that much they're just kind of like running all these other people to do tasks for them the same way aria is which Mm -hmm. i feel like we've kind of been talking about that for a while now um Mm. just you know with with sydney and jenna doing stuff we see aria doing stuff it's possible Lucas. that uber a and Lucas Uber a might not be like leaving the lair that often, you know, or mm. you know they may be busy doing other stuff depending on who they are mm. so yeah, there's that um egregious lace she was the one who had the theory that ran is Nicole's therapist, and um mm. I like this one about not the first person mm. not the first person to
1: to mention that to us. I think Andrew mentioned it a week or two ago um the only, the only thing I pointed out with that is that we have the name for Nicole's therapist, so Red would have to be operating under a different name. <laughs> and yes, I know travel time in Rosewood is amazing, or in this world is is amazing. So, it's that's possible, I guess. But
0: I did anyway. like this idea that um, the other theory from Egregious Lace here was that Marco would get like surveillance footage from the bar when Spencer is supposed to be there the the night that. Rick Rollins died and I think it, it, I'm not sure exactly how this goes down but like somehow or other like they like see uh, like the twin on video or something like when Spencer is not supposed to have been there they see her there and it's like oh shit I hmm. like that I like that that'd be a good reveal like like something on surveillance footage
2: hmm.
0: Hmm. Um, and I think there's one more from Trinity Ironbottom. Bottom I'm probably pronouncing that wrong um, just the idea that maybe Spencer is not a twin but has multiple personality disorder, like dissociative. Um I'd say there's some support for that as well. I don't know, it's it would have to be like how how much do these identities know about themselves, you know, or each other, I guess. Well, like um obviously that's our favorite theory. Oh yeah.
1: The theory. I, I know I was pushing that same theory a long time for Allison, especially in season five um and then there was a period in season like early season five yeah it was season five when she came back to life where i remember there was a moment where she and spencer and hannah during like the brief dark hannah saga there it was like i can't remember the exact episode but there was a moment where i thought spencer's acting really funny like she's not talking to hannah about something she knows mm-hmm. from the previous scene um and plus, I want to say that the first time we really saw surveillance footage in the PLL world was probably Spencer at the Radley when she went to talk to Eddie Lamb. I think, again, in season five. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's that great shot where we just cut to the camera. She kind of realizes it's there filming her. <laughs> um, I do like that. Uh, I do like that
0: theory of her and the Radley and the night that Rick Rollins got Rick Rolled. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, just before we jump into it, just brief thoughts on Twincer here, because all the Charlissa theorists are mad at me right now, uh, for asking them to explain their theory. Like, I, like Twincer is fun for me to push. I'm not like anti other theories or anything. I'm not gonna be like mad if there's no Spencer twin. Like, mm-hmm. Melissa's super shady. She could definitely be a. Like, I'm not like against that theory or anything. To me, Twincer is just fun because it's kind of like the theory where you can. You can assume it in any scene that Spencer is in and kind of like read it two ways, whereas mm-hmm. like, yeah, Melissa could be a d right now, but there's not a ton of meat on that bone other than being like, well, she's off camera doing stuff, you know mm-hmm. um well, let's get you on the record. Mm-hmm. Do you really believe in Twinser um I think it is more of a possibility in this episode after the last one because I was I was really curious to see like like the whole Ren scene from the last episode that could like immediately get explained away in this episode. She could be like I talked to Ren about blah blah and like tell the others and you'd be like oh okay it's nothing. That mm-hmm. didn't happen obviously and so now we're kind of left with uh hmm uh about that whole thing. I mean if I had to put it at a percentage right now twenty-five percent twins maybe um okay but last week I don't want to speak
1: out, of term, but mm-hmm. I believe off off record you did say ten
0: percent last week I, I, on Twitter. I think I said ten percent. Yeah, so I, I feel like it because it didn't immediately get killed. The the odds mm-hmm. have risen. You know, there's there's a real chance that the whole theory could have crashed and burned in this episode, and it didn't. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd put it twenty five percent. Melissa is ad probably twenty five percent too. High. And we should say this till the end. Um, but yeah, I feel like. It's about time. We're getting close. We need to start handicapping a little. I think. All our, our do you feel
1: suspects. like. Uh, I know we we're talking about at the end. But do you feel like Jenna
0: is uh, exonerated. Because of that like promo photo from the finale. Which one? The one where she's walking out of Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings. Correct. Not because of that. No that. That to me that photo doesn't mean anything one or the other. Like. To me I, that. I don't photo think she screams. is. Because she like met AD already. And I was like you're AD. To me, that photo
1: screams like end of the episode, wrapping up what's happened to the Hastings family. I kind of wonder if Veronica's going to have to uh, resign
0: from the state senate. (laughs) The Hastings and Hastings part is weird, but I, I don't know. Jenna's like an evergreen, shady non-A. Like I feel like she's never the big A, but she's always up to something. I mean, we've already seen, you know, like I feel like we've. More or less, gotten confirmation that she's not AD, but she's been running around at uh-huh. AD's uh, behest. That's true. Or not she is untru- she you know. does get picked up in seven ten yeah. by AD and says, so, "You're yeah, AD."
1: So yeah, yeah. Unless she's talking to herself in the mirror, but then how mm-hmm. would she even know there's a mirror? Ha. Um, <laughs> well, I feel bad, and I want to apologize to some of the super crazy theorist people. You, you nerds. Because like I feel like a lot of the criteria they use are criteria that I've previously like, really un- appreciated. Like, Well, obviously they have to be have been in the first episode. I, I probably have said that before. And then later I'll hear someone else say, well, like, it's got to be Ren because he was in the first episode. And I'm like, well,
0: that's a dumb reason.
1: And I'm like, oh, man, that's hypocritical of me. So I don't know. Sorry. I guess I'm,
0: I'm the type of theorist who is always looking for what do we know versus what do we think we know? Because I think it's really yeah. easy to make assumptions and it has to be this way. Or it has to be that way. And there's always another explanation, you know, like,
1: I mean, yeah, PLL is a perfect locked room mystery if the locked room was like painted by Picasso.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like the the Charlissa theory, there could totally be a secret relationship between Charlotte and Melissa. And there could also not be like, I don't think there's anything to definitively say one way or the other. And so it's kind of like, we'll wait and see. I'll say this about a Charlissa relationship: I would
1: love to see uh, Vanessa Ray and Tori Devito like carry that out for just a scene. Well, not even even the I, other half of that bathroom scene.
0: <laughs> I don't even think a lot of these series are necessarily mutually exclusive. You know, there there could be a twincer that's not a D. You know, mm. like there could be Charlissa, but but Melissa's not a. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's lots of variations they could pull. Um well, so, I, I do think this, there's going to be multiple wrinkles just because you have this the the killer, you know, and then you have a D who I don't think are the same person. So last thought and then we'll, we'll maybe actually talk about today's yeah, maybe. Episode. Um You
1: talked about earlier. Maybe it was one we at dinner the other night. The uh, scene earlier in season seven where Spencer's like looking at the photo album. Oh, seven. that made me. Yeah. yeah, that made me think about how how ballsy is a Spencer twin. I mean, of course, genetically. But like, how awesome is a Spencer twin? But like, just that you would casually just like waft into Spencer's life and then leave and like interact with people Spencer knows. Never at all concerned that somebody might notice that Spencer's being like bonkers out of character, <laughs> just normal Spencer bonkers.
0: I mean, to me, the most plausible of twincer theories would posit that we're usually seeing Spencer. Like, I, I don't think a twin could insert herself in that often without the, the house of cards falling down. But I I guess we'll see. Makes me wonder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and fade in on the Rosewood PD interrogation room here. Mm -hmm. Spencer Hayseasons is in the hot seat. She's sitting across from the velvet hammer, detective Barry maple here, the fiercest interrogator on the force. Mm -hmm. She's got her arms crossed because she eats Rosewood PD for breakfast. And sometimes it's a late night snack. Uh, we should just run this dialogue, I feel like. Who do you want to be? I guess we'll be Barry. Oh,
1: I like your style. You're really, uh, you're really stepping into the biggest shoes of possible. Oh, um, I know yeah. you
0: like Spencer, yeah. So, why did you go to the Radley that Hotel hotel that night? My friend Emily was working and I wanted a drink. And did you see Archer Dunhill? I knew him as Elliot Rollins. Did you see him? No, but that doesn't mean he wasn't there. What time did you leave the bar with Detective Fury? I knew him as Marco. Wink. Yeah. At this point, we get an insert shot of her like kind of holding her right arm with her left there. Does this mean anything or is this just tension? I just thought it was tension, personally. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's not the arm that would have hurt. Unless Twincer has like a broken arm. <laughs> yeah. What time did you leave?
1: I don't know. 11. Don't
0: you have surveillance footage of me? Barry kind of smiles a little at this. He's, he's ready to tango with this career criminal. He's going to play her game. Do you remember uh, a joke that you made to Detective Fury about burying a body?
1: No, but I do remember
0: unbuckling his belt in the elevator. <laughs> and Barry says, did you pay for your drinks? You asked me this question three times. If you could just answer the question.
1: I told you that I got the second round.
0: What time would you have paid for the drinks? Video surveillance shows you paying around ten forty five, is that right? Yes, could be. Did you pay with your own card? Yes. Which cards did you pay with? I don't remember. What was the amount you paid? I don't recall. What was it? $79? I don't recall. What was I don't recall. And it'll beat. Very kind of takes a moment to get sassy. You might want to wait for me to ask the question first. And there's kind of like a scratch on the the intercom there is Marco Fury's voice comes on and he says, that's enough for now, Barry. So Barry, he gives Spencer a hard look and gets up. He walks out.
1: He gives her a look like you got lucky.
0: Yeah. He's like, you're lucky. I'm, I, I've got a good cop backing me up right now or else who knows? Yeah. So yeah, he leaves. Spencer's alone for a moment. She kind of puts her head down and kind of holds her head in her hands. She's very stressed, very tired. And then Marco, walks in with a cup of water, goes over to a camcorder that was taping all this. He turns it off or pretends to, whatever, you know. Uh, and he comes and sits down at the table right across from her. he puts the water cup in front of her. Like, this water thing's like the oldest trick in the cop book. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, get the the suspect's DNA or their fingerprints or whatever. But, like, wouldn't they already have that all on file by now? Well,
1: but it, it's also... I feel like police interrogations are theater, just like... Theater is theater, where like objects can mean something. I feel like this is an object that if she accepts it, it's like he's built this bridge to
0: her. You know, mm, I guess. Yeah, I mean, watch any cop show and they they do this move to get like the DNA. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I mean, don't know why they this would isn't need exactly it for SVU. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's just like it, that. That's immediately where your mind goes. I feel like if he wanted her DNA, he could just you know scrub his uh. Oh, cause there, yeah, there's even some uh, weird hesitation for the third drinking from this cup or not. Mm. Yeah, you can go uh, examine that belt buckle. Anyway, Marco says, you okay? That's sort of like setting fire to my house and asking if I'm too warm. <laughs> Spencer, I can't help you unless you tell me the truth. Really?
1: You want to pull good cop, bad cop on me? Which, to point out, in Spencer Hastings' world, doing a good cop, bad cop is basically like a rusty venture
0: sure <laughs> what's a rusty venture <laughs> anyway. that's not a rusty venture marco says please you are standing on quicksand the more you struggle the faster it's going to pull you under i'm offering you rope take it
1: yeah so she she stares on for a moment her badass shows is totally unfazed she grabs a cup of water holds it stares out like maybe considers maybe softens a bit Takes a big sip of that water. And I think like she drinks it like it's
0: poison or something. Like, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Yeah. Bottoms up. Inconceivable.
1: Um, But I think he kind of like, he's kind of like relieved. Like maybe she's gonna, you
0: know, give up the goods or something here.
1: Mm -hmm. Then she sets that cup, that cup down. And she's just like, can I go home now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. A little disappointed. He kind of reaches over and it's like, he can't take her hand. So he has to like put his hand on the cup that she's still holding. Kind of touch her fingers a little. And he's like, Please do yourself a favor and get a lawyer. Two days from now, I'm going to have Rollins' credit card slip in my hand. And if your signature is on it, a warrant for your arrest. And Spencer yanks her hand away and she leans back. Uh, You are not her boyfriend anymore, dude. You're just a little piece of competition. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she's never looked more capable of murder than right now. Mm -hmm. Why don't you think she brought a lawyer? That's a good question. Like,
1: where the fuck are Veronica? We don't even get the the the, the joy of like them being on a victory cruise yeah. or scouting I mean, office space or whatever. Daughter
0: of high-powered lawyers. Um, I mean, it, it almost seems like for a lot of this episode, she's really determined to see if she can use Marco to make the murder go away and, but like, hold that seems, relationship
1: over his head. She seems almost feral in that regard. It's like, this is... This is a lot. I get the desperation. I believe it. Like Troyan sells it, but I feel like some of this, I'm like Spencer would have been a lot smarter about this. At least
0: if this was like a friend of hers, she would have counseled them a lot better. Than yeah, the I way mean, she I have herself back. As some ideas about why she might be doing this as we move forward, but yeah, it is a very aggressive move to try to swing him to her side, like fully corrupt him, basically. Almost- it's a bold a play, little, cold-blooded. That's a little too much of a sure hand that she doesn't have. Yeah, she's she's not playing a thesis, as far as we know. Anyway, so that's the opening scene. And then we're going to go to credits. Hannah is the shisher.
1: It's, a, it's an interesting opening scene, just because, like, in the last episode, we got the, the stakes of this one. But it's funny how they, they reset it up. Just to remind you, these are the stakes. The receipt, the signature... There's like a ticking clock there. Um, I, mean, it's, it, I don't know. It's just interesting for that to hold over from the previous episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, is is that's the other thing I was wondering about? Is this the next day? Like, when is this happening?
1: I feel like based on there's a comment Emily makes so that it could almost be like
0: uh, several days to a week later. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a moment. I just I'm looking at the credits right now. I still miss the old credits. Like, I I like the idea of updating it but like I don't know they didn't they don't look as innocent I guess anymore like they all just look super guilty in this there's not that there's not a coyness to this this uh credit sequence I feel like when they're all you know on frame at the same time they're not uh not in
1: high school anymore mm-hmm.
0: all right so after credits we see Emily she's leading Allison into bedroom in her house she's got her hand over Allie's eyes and Emily just looks like super happy and excited. Allie looks like she could throw up at any moment. And Allie's like, Em, this really isn't helping my nausea. Emily's like, Oh, sorry. Okay. You can open your eyes now. So she pulls her hand back and Allie looks around. We see we're in Allie's old bedroom upstairs and Emily has turned it into a nursery for the Emerson baby. There's like a crib and a dollhouse and like boxes full of like baby stuff. Uh, Allie's like oh when did you do this Emily's like look I I know it's a little early and I know that it's not going to be a permanent situation but I just figured while the baby is here that now she's like yeah I'm stop Uh, she's kind of scoping out this new crib and she turns a look she looks back at Emily and like gives her a a genuine smile she's like this is great and you can stay as long as you want Emily's like really and she's like wringing her hands like she's so nervous but Allie's like totally chill and zen like I don't know. You can definitely see the differences in where they are right now. Like Emily still feels very vulnerable about this whole setup because it's not really locked in, I guess, right now.
1: No, but also you think that like sleeping on the couch of your friend is going to be great. You know, this cool loft. But Mm -hmm. like, do you really want to hear Hannah and Caleb fuck every night? Yes, I I think we've made that comment before. Yes, I'm just saying Mm -hmm. the first night. Oh, this is kind of awkward and funny. Like night five, ooh, no. Um, yeah. So Allison's like, yeah, I mean it. It just makes sense, at least for a little while. So <laughs> so it a little awkward, at least for a little while. It's like <laughs> she's, she's got to stomp on any like like like, like a solid ground underneath Emily. Don't get too comfortable, Emily. <laughs> I can pull the rug out from underneath you anytime I want. Yeah. Uh, a little awkward. Allison's ready to change the subject. Like, she's like, like she just got you...
0: nagged by the master there. <laughs>
1: also right. knows her NLP, yeah. Um she's like, Where did you find all this? She so he goes like one of the boxes, she digs in. There's like a lamp that has like a ballerina curtsying on it or something. And Emily's like, uh, your attic. Sorry I didn't ask first, but last week was so crazy. I just want to put my energy into something positive. And so Alison's getting a little nostalgic as she stares at the stuff and she's like, Oh, I remember these. Uh, Emily says, Your mom saved a lot. She packed everything in tissue paper, even your baby clothes, of which there's like five sets 'cause who knows how many of these little girls? <laughs> Allison's like, well, for all of her faults, she had good taste, didn't she? And he says, except for your dad,
0: yeah, except for your piss-guzzling dad, yeah, sure, whatever. So uh, they they share a smile, and Allison puts the ballerina lamp
1: back in the box next to its twin.
0: Yeah, the the little ballerina ballerina clay lamp there has like a, a duplicate, a twin. Which, uh, I mean. Could just be Mary. I mean, there's been plenty of twin imagery on this show and they paid that off with Mary. So maybe they're not going further than that. But yeah, we're still seeing lots of that.
1: Um, So classic PLL four episodes for the end could mean everything could mean nothing. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, Emily says last week was just so crazy. I wanted to put my energy into something. Does she mean it's been a week or this past week has been crazy? You know, like, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But
1: it it, is. But also, you know, drop a pin at any moment on any timeline in PLL and
0: tell me the previous week wasn't crazy. I guess it just doesn't seem like for the characters, a whole lot of time has passed. Like I could I could see Allie having agreed to the baby like maybe last night or like two nights ago. And like Mm -hmm. Emily's already gone and done this because that's like an Emily thing to do.
1: Oh yeah! Last night, Paige left town in tears. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Emily's already redecorated the
0: nursery. <laughs> Emily's
1: like, "Who? Paige? Who's that?"
0: Never she almost
1: has that reaction later on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to Ezra's place, where Arya is just relaxing at the kitchen island counter. She's watching some Sades videos of Avataria on her phone, threatening her. And we see Avataria go, rule number one. And I, I love this. I don't know if he caught this. It's kind of subtle. But when, when Avataria says rule number one, Arya actually narrows her eyes at this. Like, even though this is a recording, she's like, how dare you dictate rules to me? <laughs> it's like she's getting upset all over again. Uh,
1: I av- have some notes
0: about yeah. your bullying. Avataria says, never send me to voicemail. And then the whole, like, neck slit gesture again, like... <laughs> But before I can get even more aroused, Ezra has to come downstairs like the cold shower that he is. He's like, hey, all right. He's like, good morning. She kind of quickly puts her phone away. We can see her for breakfast here. She's got some soy flake cereal and soy milk. That just Uh, sounds like garbage. No wonder she's so unhinged. Yeah, I feel like grazing cows have better food. (laughs) Should we talk about this jacket she's wearing? Fuck, yes, we should talk about this jacket
1: that she's wearing. It's like she's on a it's like a letterman jacket to a special team that only Aria is a member of.
0: <laughs> There's a patch that says 79 for no reason at all. There's like little musical staff and note, a uh, turtle, uh one patch just says wonder. There's a a peacock with like its its plume down. Uh the letter mm. P on the back. It says Arya like on one shoulder.
1: That's mm. great.
0: And then underneath she has like this weird like midriff top. It's kind of like something like Padme wore on Tatooine and Attack of the Clones. Like this is a whole just bonkers ensemble. Good job. The, the, the like bare midriff
1: looks especially strange to me with the strange ja- with the extra strange jacket. Yeah. Um, and the high waist jeans. Yeah. I'm sure that somewhere is a patch on that jacket. That's
0: like hieroglyphics for like a Um So it's mean, hopelessly dated. It's, yeah. <laughs> She uh she put her own name on the back. Like she had to do that herself. Yeah, because you're not buying it at the mall. I mean, maybe at the mall they're just like, we could put your name on there. What's your name? <laughs> they just have like all these different patches, and she's like, Yeah, a little bit of all that.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll take it I all. Need more, I need more flair for my <laughs> jacket. <laughs> yeah, there's some serious flair on this jacket. Anyway, I guess we have to, have to talk about Ezra now. Uh cause yeah. Arya said good morning. Well, Ezra- he
1: has he has the greatest line ever.
0: Is in it? response to her, good morning. <laughs> Is it? I think you were having some serious nightmares last night. You were really tossing and turning. And she says, nah, I was probably just restless. And she kind of hides her face in her coffee mug there, playing it cool. I cannot wait to see what Arya's nightmares look like. Because oh. I mean, see I, I we're getting that in the next episode. So, yeah, dream sequence time.
1: I imagine they start off a lot like Fantasia.
0: And then they go horrible places from there. Mm -hmm. Ezra says, well, I think I have a solution for that. And he kind of sits on a stool next to her and he slaps down a bunch of brochures in front of her. Like, he's just about to make her fucking day. And he's like, take a look at these. And so she starts flipping through the brochures and she's like ballroom dancing classes. And he says, yep, salsa, tango, waltz, take your pick. I mean, tango, obviously. But Arya says, "Uh, since when do you like to dance? And he's like, I don't. But unless you want our first dance together as a married couple to be the electric slide, I should probably learn. And she giggles at this and he's like, so when are you free? I will sign us up. And you can just see like the mirth fade as like reality catches up with her brain. She's like, um, she gives him the brochures back. She's I don't know. I'm not really sure about my schedule right now. He's like, Which
1: is hilarious because she's like kind of an author of a of a written book. Like other than that. What is
0: she doing? Well, she's been busy being an A. Being a little A minion, yeah. Yeah. He's but from like, Ezra's
1: perspective, what does he think his fiance fills her day with?
0: Good fucking question. Yeah, he's too busy sneaking around to notice. Uh, yeah. He says, oh, well, uh, I mean, any night you want, they pretty much have classes going. And she cuts him off. She's like, yeah, I just can't commit, okay? Which just, I, <laughs> I love that. That's that's what you want to hear from your fiance. I just can't commit.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and he just kind of shrugs, shrugs off this massive warning sign right now like he's just going to play it cool and her phone buzzes and she checks it and we see there's a text from Spencer it says Allie's house now things just went south <laughs> and just after a barest moment of hesitation she just stands up to leave she's like I have to go and you can see he's a little annoyed he's a little nonplussed. he's like okay we'll we'll figure this out and actually have to go meet Jillian to talk about our press schedule and is just like getting her purse she's not even listening she's like okay he says, "Hey, are you sure you're okay? You're still not upset about me, or with me about." And she's like, "No, promise." And she just like gives him this like quick, kind of passionless kiss, and like takes off immediately. And he just sits she there just, like puts.
1: She just Ezra, Ezra'd Ezra, Ezra. Mm-hmm.
0: She just gave him that. that
1: same that little lame kiss and then leave. Hoist it on my own, petard. Well, first of all,
0: why wasn't Ari invited to this meeting of Jillian? Well, I think we're going to find out, but no, but, yeah. but I mean, more seriously, like, why haven't they had this meeting like two weeks ago?
2: Yeah.
0: It like, still seems like a, a highly um, advanced publishing
1: mm-hmm. schedule, too. Yeah, I they um, Yeah. Like on whatever like the fast track six months, months of
2: RMR editing or on. anything. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, Ezra has a feel to get pandered and blown off yourself.
1: And he he looks over and he's like, "What the fuck, soy flakes?"
0: <laughs> he just like like swings his arm and like knocks the bowl against the wall or something. What if he's just like he just has like extreme anger issues, but he can never show them in front of Arya?
1: Like he's been hiding them for seven years. Mm-hmm. That would be. He amazing. just
0: like hulks out whenever she's not around.
1: Like uh like the previous hole on the wall, like he just constantly <laughs> punching holes in the wall and then like hanging new paintings over them.
0: Ezra. Yeah, Alright, right, so we're gonna go back to Allie's house. The liars have convened to grill Spencer on the new shit that has come to light. Hannah says, He doesn't have anything on you, right? And Spencer says, He does. Allie's face is like, the fuck? Yeah, I love it, we especially get the insert of Allison's reaction. <laughs>
1: Spencer uh, says, Sorry. Oh, okay. because the night I got drunk at the rally and I used Rollins' credit card by mistake. And so everyone get like this, this menagerie of shocked faces or eye rolls. And Hannah's like, you got drunk? And I was like, well, what about our timeline? For all the cops know, Dunhill could have actually been in that bar. Spencer says, no. They have me on surveillance. They can't see the card. So they need my slip with the signature on it. And they're going to have that in a few days. So she kind of shrugs, sits down like she's She's put it out there, and now she's like ready to sink into the pit of doom and be judged. And Austin's like, "Did you screw anything else up?" Spencer's <clears throat> like,
0: "No." And Hannah's like, Spencer's How like, would you "No, know? I'm still not pregnant."
1: Ooh, shit! <laughs> High five? No. I didn't get rickrolled. Uh, yeah, Hannah's like, "How would you know? You were trashed." And Spencer's uh, just kind of good like to see space. that like, Hannah's
0: gosh. still angry as ever.
1: Yeah. Emily's like, well, any one of us could have made a mistake that night. Um, and Hannah's like, that's my point, Emily. Now they're going to be looking. So Emily does a great eye roll. So Hannah time, says,
0: Time for Hannah to get uh, shouty again.
1: Yeah. And I'm the one who turned Dunhill
0: into a roadkill.
1: Spencer, why the hell were you drunk?
0: <laughs> Milo, she's like, like, because I was upset. And from what I remember, you had a pretty good view. And it's like, yes, oh. Hannah, you're the asshole now. And like, her and Spencer share this really intense look. It's like the meaning sinks in. Like, oh, and Emily's like, if that signature disappears, and so does Fury's proof, right? And there's no response. because like Spencer and Hannah are like telepathically apologizing to each other.
1: They're having like a variety of silent commu- like like conversations on different levels in the like, air between them.
0: I feel like you can you can just watch an Ashley Benson's performance like a whole bunch of the angry Hannah who hasn't been too much fun to watch kind of melts away here. Um, yep. I, I think we—it's noticeable through the rest of the episode now.
1: Just a reminder that the uh, Halo relationship, as it stands, has a couple
0: tumors. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> so Emily says, "Well, I was pushing Moscow mules at the Radley for a while. I know where all the paperwork is. I mean, the codes on the doors change weekly, but and he like, I can get them.' My mom's office. I mean, we knew they were going to do this, right? Like, just go get the receipt." Yeah. Uh, and is like, what if someone sees you? And Allie says, what if Lucas sees you? And Hannah's like, can we not go there right now? And Spencer's kind of staying out of this fight. She's very contrite in her armchair. And Emily says, tomorrow night is a weekly snaf- staff meeting. Not that I ever went to it. Uh, the entire Radley crew has held hostage in a room for an hour and told to smile more. <laughs> not that I ever listened to those assholes. Uh, Spencer's like, even if no one at the table sees her, the security cameras will. And I like, no, they won't. Her voice is kind not of much much softer and more confident now, like she kind of belatedly realizes she's got some shit to atone for,
1: well, so okay, Emily, she went to what
0: one staff meeting oh even like, knows. how long like, did
1: she work there?
0: Yeah, timeline issues again, a few weeks at least, probably
1: also she makes that working there sound like a fucking joy. held hostage for an hour, held hostage, also, who's running the hotel for that hour?
0: No one. The entire staff is in there. <laughs> is it
1: just like chaos hour? Everyone, like all the towels you want.
0: Do they do they assign a designated survivor or the hotel staff? <laughs> it's always Ashley.
1: in mm-hmm. like one room of a bottle of wine.
0: <laughs> this Someone bottle has of wine is the designated survivor. <laughs> if disaster strikes, you will be the new Secretary of Education bottle of wine. Well,
1: everyone knows if you're going to put a note in a bottle, you got to empty the bottle first. You know what I, I mean?
0: Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right, so uh, time to go to the brew, because we got, we got some Ezra book plotting to discuss here. Uh, he's sitting at a table with Jillian. He's kind of reading some papers and looking perplexed. And, and she- just savor the fact that Jillian just fucking hates this guy, right? Oh, you totally know she hates this asshole, yeah uh she's like we thought we'd start things off the press event here in your bookstore it's tomorrow night's event and ezra just cuts her off he's like what is this jillian (laughs) and he's like pointing at the papers and she just kind of waves a hand like she's trying to be casual she knows he's gonna fight her on this she's like it's a press packet those are talking points we'd like you to consider and he's like every single one is about nicole um how we fell in love nicole's disappearance nicole's rescue our reunion And Jillian's just like, that is what the book is about, Nicole. Nicole and you. And he's like, right, but how is Arya supposed to address any of this? Why don't we talk about uh, the writing process? And Jillian's just like, Ezra, I understand that your life is your life, which is (laughs) low-key diss. Uh, But you wrote a book about losing the woman you loved, And then she was found. I'd have to be the dumbest publisher since Gutenberg put ink to paper if I didn't take advantage of that. I I just can't believe they haven't had this conversation yet. Like, obviously, the marketing of a book changes entirely if Nicole's alive. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just like, look, Aria created Nicole in the book. And and Julian's like, ever at the company, respects Aria's contribution, but... Kind of lasts like she really shouldn't have to spell this out. This is where I, where I thought they're just going to be like, by the way, Arya's name is not on the book anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a marketing perspective, wouldn't you want to do that? I don't know. I feel like it's a thing where she's not on the cover, but she's much smaller, like on the title page mm-hmm. underneath his name. Yeah. So Ezra's like, but what? And he's just so petulant. She finally like glares at him to get real. She's like, for goodness sake, Ezra, getting to wait until after the book launch to get engaged. And it's like he's just now realizing that, like, oh, this is awkward.
2: The fact that he's, like, yeah, completely
0: unaware of these issues. I mean, I feel like there's two marketing strategies here. Either you, like, pretend Arya doesn't exist and just, like, pretend that this Nicole story has a happy ending now. Just, like, to get through the book tour. Mm -hmm. Or you just go full-on soap opera, let's get viral, and, like just make it ugly and like let the world know about how this went down and how he has a new fiance and it's awkward and like that whole thing becomes the book marketing that's probably not a good idea because sooner or later somebody would figure out this guy was Arya's teacher in high school and they dated so think mm-hmm. like option Whoa. number one Arya just has to pretend she doesn't exist it sucks for her but i think she's gonna say later it's probably the best move
1: so let's let me throw the scenario here only because i was just watching a documentary about this individual today and I hate to compare this woman. I hate to limit this woman in relation to a man. But let's mm-hmm. pretend that Ezra is like Anthony Weiner. Is Nicole That's or is Arya? That's not Aria... that hard to pretend. Yeah, is Nicole or is <laughs> Arya Huma Abedin? It's in a pic.
0: Sorry, which one of them is Huma Abedin? Like Nicole which... or Arya? I mean both. I mean not neither. You know, it's. <laughs> I don't... I mean that the situation they're in is absurd. It's yeah. like it would be instantly compelling as a national story i'm sure you know, like yeah, she's already national reporter behind the brew <laughs> she's already national news just because like wow you know they they found the missing white girl in the jungle after like 3 years or whatever like she's already going to be on like you know some news shows and whatnot and if then they could say like oh by the way her fiance wrote a book about this whole thing with his new fiance and now it's super awkward like oh my god this would this would be on the front page of Yahoo dot com for weeks until it gets sold to the Russians.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and then then they can eventually write the book about the writing of the book and how Arya eventually left Ezra. Yeah, which is <laughs> the fact that he's like he's the last one to understand the pickle that he's in. How has he never thought about this already? Yeah, Mister, I, I just. Last night or four nights ago, didn't get on that plane to Maine to see Nicole.
0: <laughs> if he was even going to see her, yeah.
1: I mean, I would love for like them to actually have a press conference and him being talking about the book. I don't know which news outlet actually covers fucking book press conferences, but then like intercut to like Nicole having her own press conference somewhere
0: else. Ooh, dueling press conferences, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And she could be like, Ezra is a
0: monster, Ezra. You son of a bitch. No also, I,
1: I'm pregnant with his baby.
0: <laughs> that math doesn't add up, but <laughs> that would be juicy. Uh, all right, so let's go back to Allie's house. The cyber wolf has been brought in to brief him on the tech situation.
1: Yeah, so Caleb's like, it won't be a problem shutting it down. Ashley hired me to create the entire security system.
0: So the whole room like breathes he's, this like collective sigh of relief. He's pretty damn pleased with himself here. I don't know if I would be with that haircut, but sure. Uh, and Spencer's mm-hmm. like, oh, thank God. And he's like, but I can't do it for more than 10 minutes. Well, bro, that. don't advertise that. <laughs> I just want to hear that. Yeah, speaking for all of us, it's like, wait, what? What kind of crappy system did you create? <laughs> Which is a great lampshade because like that's what everyone's thinking. Like 10 minutes? Like what what the fuck is this arbitrary time limit
1: now? I love it. Well, just once you tell me that there's a security system with a time limit, I have to have a scene of like Hannah like recoiling down on a wire and she can't touch the floor, and she can't sweat or whatever.
0: For some reason, this this line really reminded me of uh, Galaxy Quest, where they're just like, "Who the fuck wrote this episode?" You know, and they're like trying to maneuver through like the I don't know what the reactor or whatever they're doing there. Mm-hmm. And then they call Justin Long. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So uh, Caleb's like. It's a safety feature. If it shut down for much longer than the security companies alerted and it's just like ah, my head hurts. And then cosmically behind her, the game starts whirring to life and she's like, oh shit. No, 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 not now. So she and the others like walk over to the game board <clears throat> and hear what sounds like the school bell ring only to see that the Hannah game piece has moved over now to the Rosewood high on the board. And Hannah kind of quickly resigns her face. She picks up the game phone, receives a message on it. She reads it out for us. It says, uh, pick up my homework or go to detention. Remember, prison food makes you fat.
0: It's a nice little callback to the first A message that Hannah received back in the pilot. Interesting. Yeah,
1: Yeah, then the A app gives her an address for a computer repair center at uh, 125 Finley Avenue. So Emily sees that. She's like, what does AD want from a computer shop? Meanwhile, Arya gets a text of her own and checks it, which nobody's like coincidentally just like, hey, Arya, you've been real fucking quiet all
0: day. <laughs> I kind of like, like how this all plays out, like overlapping each other. Like, because they're all talking about Hannah's new situation while Arya's getting this text at the same time. I like how yeah. those like, two pieces of information overlay each other.
1: Well, I noticed I feel like a lot lately, is the one who's just like, she usually is is sympathizing with someone who has had to do something difficult like Spencer or being like, Hey guys, we could always still go to the cops, you mm-hmm. know, but no, she's not saying shit now. Um, so text is at Texas from AD of course. And it says, Hannah thinks it's her turn, but yours isn't up yet. And you're playing for me. And then we hear <laughs> Hannah say, I don't know, but whatever it is, I'll have to bring it to the school. And Aria has to like weigh what all this means for her. And the sad thing is I love this squirrely Aria
0: covert shit, but mm-hmm. like, it hurts that it's still all in the service of, what, like keeping Ezra out of jail? I mean, it's not totally surprising, but I, I think it leads to some interesting stuff to talk about as we get to the end of the episode, so I'll pick up that thread later. But yeah, um, fucking Ezra. What are you going to do? I mean, I guess that, that would be what motivated her, but, you know. Yeah. So I go
1: to Lucas' loft. Han and Caleb come barging in in the middle of a heated exchange, and he says... I don't even know why we're fighting about this. I'm going with you. And I was like, no, you can't. I have to go alone. I have no choice. You don't even know what you're getting yourself into. Which, God damn it, Caleb. And she's like, it doesn't matter, all right. If I don't play this game, bad things happen. Like you, winding up in the ER. And he says, what are you supposed to pick up? And she's like, I don't know. So she sits down. He's like, look, I'm not letting you put yourself in Carlos danger. Um, and has like, it's a computer repair shop, Caleb. The only danger I'm in is being bored to death. I feel like it's a little
0: bit of a sick burn on Caleb's livelihood there, Hannah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I saw you almost get your face rehealed at the cobbler shop. Cobbler shop. <laughs> and I was like, please just focus on helping Spencer. Okay. We, I owe it to her. We owe it to her. He's like, what does that mean? She makes him Hannah face. She doesn't answer. And he sits on the coffee table in front of her. What does that mean, Hannah? She's like, I don't think that she would have, have self sabotaged that night if it wasn't for everything going on with the three of us. And he kind of has this like hand stuffed flashback face. Um, and she says, I was there behind the door when you were begging her to let you in. She was a mess. I promised her I was over you. I gave her permission to fall in love with you.
0: Well, you can really see Caleb's face just be like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, it's funny
1: to it's me, like, I feel like there's a whole other conversation that these two could be having about that. But he's he's mercifully like spared it. He's just like, well, that doesn't mean you have to punish
0: yourself and do this solo.
1: And she's like, the only thing that's scarier than playing the game is losing a friend over
0: it. He says word, which, of course, is what the game is designed to make happen, essentially. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to go back to Allie's former bedroom. Now the nursery. Spencer and Emily are sitting on the floor. They're putting together some Ikea furniture as you do with your Tulpa, and Emily's like, thanks again for staying. Spencer's like, no, I'm grateful for the distraction. Breaks up my morning of uninterrupted panic. So, <laughs> uninterrupted panic, seemingly except for when she went to visit Wren mm, Just saying. Well, her her morning of. Yeah, I know, but in, in general. like We've seen her be panicked for the last episode and a half, except for that one scene. Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, Emily says, Spence, it's going to be OK. And Spencer's like, really? Because if fury doesn't move fast enough. Her friends are going to tar and feather me. Emily's like, they're just concerned, except for Arya, who is oddly quiet. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, the thing is, if I can get him alone, I'm pretty sure that I can convince him to drop. Emily just cuts her off. She's like, yeah, that is a bad idea. Spencer's like, why? I know he still cares about me. Especially after their savage fucking the other night, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, don't ever, don't overestimate someone's feelings for you." Okay, it's it's risky. And Spencer kind of looks away, like, "Bitch, are you for real?" And she says, "Okay, well, aren't you taking the same risk with Allie?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" Spencer says, "I mean, what is the plan between you two? It's a puppy M, or it's not a puppy M, it's a baby." It's just, oh, thank God someone said it. Thank you, Spencer. I feel like Allie or Emily really needed to hear that. And he says, OK, Allie is going through this experience, too. And I think she wants to be a part of this baby's life. Spencer's like, is that something she said? And Emily's like, what are you doing? And Spencer's like, I know that you guys have made this decision, but I think you're assuming a lot. And Emily's like, yeah, well, this is all new territory. OK, so stop judging me or her or any of it. Please, Judge Spencer, Judge Way. Emily needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. Emily just kind of makes a face and goes back to screwing in this table leg. Um, so um, I
1: want to point it real quick. We mm-hmm. did get an email from uh, Daisy who found a video. Daisy, about, I wish um, that would be awesome if Ray emailed us about the Emerson did, baby. Did you watch that trailer for Murder on the Express? Express? What the fuck is that movie? Just, oh my god, I hated that trailer. I really
0: hope that the, it's just bad marketing. That's what I. That hope. is that is a terrible looking trailer. It is and a great cast. A
1: fucking mustache. I mean, what if, the fuck?
0: You know what? I'll leave with the mustache. Like you have a good cast, you have good source material. Just do it. You know, like no need to get cute.
1: I was re-watching part of Spotlight the other night, and I I just occurred to me like halfway through it, like
0: man, Stanley Tucci
1: would be a great Perot.
0: Oh, totally. Just He's know like he would born commit to be so hard. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Um, Anyways, Daisy. Daisy sent us a video about how three-parent babies are possible, like genetically. Obviously, <laughs> it requires two women. In the I think it has to do with some DNA from the surrogate, like getting into the mix. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I kept thinking, like, well. The surrogate's pregnant, so presumably
0: she would be. Obviously, she would be potentially breastfeeding. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much exchange there is there. You know, I don't know about the the milk part, but I mean,
1: like, I don't know. I haven't I watched it yet, but thank I think you, you
0: just need to get to the uh, the technology where you just don't need the sperm at all, and you can just make a true Emerson baby.
1: Like, a fans could just do it in a lab, and then, and then. Like when Krypton breaks apart, they could send the baby in a rocket ship mm-hmm. back in time. And what was the one crazy theory on the internet?
0: Like the baby that was, was the, Sydney. Sydney, yeah, that's Sydney <laughs> was the baby from the future. Yeah, I kind of I'm not... about the
1: future where you're not together because of
0: Paige. I'll go ahead and put that at one percent. <laughs> not gonna rule it out entirely. <laughs> I'm your baby from the future. I talk like this. Uh, the show wasn't great, but I remember
1: that towards the end of its first life when it first got canceled that show roswell would do a thing where they would just have a character at a blackboard like spelling out the plot <laughs> their complicated plot over where they were like I would you love could do PLL, that with pll i would love a pll could do that what's that fucking meme from a serious man where it's like the college thing and the giant
0: blackboard oh, yeah. but like just picture one of those times they're just like all right, let's talk about surrogates. <laughs> I'm just amazed that on this show they've never like done the uh, the alternate timeline theory thing, you know, Or they have to like do the Back to the Future draw one timeline and then it branches off. You know? Oh, I would love the like sliding doors slash mm-hmm.
1: mirror universe PLL.
0: And this is Maybe the reality where Mona dies. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Maybe kind of like the end of Voyager, like Allison in the finale will sacrifice her life to go back in time so Arya never meets Ezra.
0: Ooh. all right so more more seriously here though um what do you think about spencer and her her chatting with emily like my feeling is somebody had to say it to her tulpa best be spencer like the baby not is about not the puppy. mark of fury
1: stuff but about the baby oh yeah for sure emily i i get that like she, well i guess my question still is did she donate all of
0: her eggs no 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 she she would still be able to have kids i'm Pretty positive with that, and I think we've got so they didn't all end up in Allison's basket, okay? Yeah,
1: because that's the only thing I could think of is if like all 20,000 of her eggs or whatever ended up gone, some of them ended up in Allison, then I could see where she's like, I have to have a biological child for some reason, I don't believe in the future of adoption or whatever. But like, I kind of wonder, is she just trying to like another subconscious way of pulling Allison in?
0: Well, I mean, Allie calls it out as a test later. I mean, I, I really think we're. We're on this kind of like Emerson journey, which really only started in earnest in the last episode. So it's not instantaneous, you know? Like she was a tr- still trying to get with Paige in the last episode. So I, I feel like at this point, Spencer is in the right to kind of call her out on her just immediate, you know, commitment to this new thing without really like hashing it out, like what it really means.
1: Oh, well, and thank God Paige pointed out that, you know, a sitcom of, the Emerson baby has three moms. It's a horrible
0: idea. Oh, it'd be a disaster. Yeah. All right. So back to Ezra's loft. Uh, Ari comes home. There's Ezra. He's at his desk. He's reading those talking points that Jillian gave him, and he's just broadcasting loud and clear. I'm upset about something. You know. So Ari is just like, "Hey, is everything okay?" And he's like, <laughs> "Jillian is an ass." Wow. Dude, this is my this is my more preferred Ezra impression by you. Pot kettle. Yeah. <laughs> And Arya just kind of raises her eyebrows, like, "Mm, if you say so. (laughs) And he kind of tosses the paper on the desk. He's like, she wants me to do the press tour alone. And Arya's like, why? And he just stares at her. Like, it's like, no shit, Arya. Why do you think?
1: Well, you just got clued in, Ezra. You don't get to take the, uh, like, duh.
0: (laughs) So she, she gets it very quickly. She's like, oh, I'm not the happy ending Jillian was hoping for. I'm not Nicole. And he's like, I'm telling her not to do it. And kind of says this in a way that like he indicates like I will cave to anyone, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh but she's gonna, you know, keep her own counsel here. She's like, No, I want you to do it. She comes over and sits next to him and she says, Selling this book will help us build a better future together. Basically, just like get that fucking money, Ezra. And he's like, Without you, the book wouldn't exist. And he says, I'm not eager to be in the spotlight right now. And he sighs and she's like, When I wrote th- this book, I was giving a voice to a ghost now nicole can speak for herself and i don't feel comfortable answering questions about her Uh, which is good point by Arya there yeah totally totally sensible i mean she's she's getting screwed but at the same time i think she she knows that like this is not a comfortable position for her anyway
1: other than mona's wisdom later on this might be the smartest thing anyone said in the episode yeah
0: yeah so he's like it just doesn't feel right not having you there She's like, I will be there. And she kind of leans forward and takes his hand. She says, sitting front row and cheering you on. Not. Uh, So he kind of half smirks and he accepts that. And she's like, I got to go shower. (laughs) And this is where I was like, whoa, has Arya been possessed by the ghost of Shower Harvey? What? So what was our our shout out that Dre Davis gave us?
1: So you saw the I I didn't see the Instagram live that you watched, but there was one a little bit later, which I'm guessing you didn't see. So. Mm -hmm. As I do, whenever I have a moment and I see that she's broadcasting Instagram live, I watch it with rapt attention. Mm-hmm. And I just happen to to type in as I do, like Dre Davis's Instagram Lives are the best thing ever, or something like that. <laughs> and she happened to see it. It's really I guess. buttering her out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As I do. Um when she's not doing dramatic readings of blonde jokes. Um and she happened to mention that Troyan had mentioned on the set one day that she really enjoyed bros watch pll too <laughs> and so like fireworks just shot out of every part of my skull and i just had to stare at the phone in in days and before i knew it the instagram line was over but yeah that's amazing yeah yeah i felt really good about myself um i just love to do it aria does the typically
0: like masculine move like
1: okay i'm gonna go shower now
0: <laughs> you just yep. sit in all this and Ezra looks like he's going to say something, but doesn't. Because, like, eh, it's the path of least resistance. That's fine.
1: But in a show that, you know, hasn't fully ever chastised Ezra to the degree of which it should, of course. Arya brings up a good point that every woman's voice matters.
0: <laughs> well, and Arya's just like, look, let's just let's just fucking get paid. Get the paycheck. Like, I shouldn't be in the spotlight anyway. You know? Yeah. 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 But he's Ezra, Judas. so he's, now that he's gotten the best advice he can from his special lady, he's going to go and do the reverse. Oh, and, and permission. Because I mm-hmm. think, but there's, you know, there's a part of Ezra who, like, would love to do the press tour alone.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Lucas's loft. Caleb's plugging in a hard drive, I guess the hard drive they picked up to his they laptop. They just, like, went and got it like, off
0: screen. Oh.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, computer shops are boring. We don't want to do that scene. Um, they're in the corner of the loft uh, Hannah's pacing fiercely. I feel like this is kind of an angle we don't typically see of the loft so I really enjoyed that yeah it's like where the hell is this this is the desk this is not upstairs though this is the no, other desk this, this is the desk by the window I think the long boxes of comics are right underneath this okay um, which Caleb should go sell just to get back at Lucas but anyway <laughs> so he's like oh Lucas I happen to sell all your shit you Lucas still have is money. like Fuck you. Um, this is a really bad time for me financially, Caleb. <laughs> By the way, question still stands, bro.
0: Do you do lunch? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. honestly, I am hungry and I have no money. <laughs> All my credit cards don't my work. My schedule is wide open. Anyway, K- like, Caleb rocking the dark mode on his computer there. Yeah, he's like,
1: why wouldn't AD pick up this hard drive on their own or on her own? Um, and I was like, probably because it's a weapon or something.
0: Behind her, she, behind him, she's just like pacing back and forth. But by, by the way, Hannah's outfit—I mean, we must mention—she's wearing a disco ball jacket and a belt with like two, not one, two silver belt buckles on it. Yeah, yeah, going in opposite directions. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's—I don't even know how you put that on. <laughs> I'm honestly confused. I guess you just know, do pants one of them.
1: Staying up, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like two different disco balls were edited into one jacket, too.
0: But Caleb says,
1: Hannah, stop pacing. And she's like, well, how do you know it's not going to explode once you hook it up? It's not going to
0: explode. I really wanted him to like say something about like air gapped computers or something, you know?
1: Yeah. Give me some yeah.
0: techno babble, Caleb.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: or have White Rose, you know,
1: meet you at the computer shop to explain it. Um, and he's like, well, it was sent from AD, all right. It might explode, it might poison you, it might poke you in the eye if a box cutter, which is a nice mention of something he wouldn't know anything about. And there's a single file on the hard drive we see, it's a music file. So Caleb just plays it. It's you belong to me by Patsy Klein. And they listen for a moment and he's like, it might be a code or an encrypted message, maybe a virus. And she's like, no, dummy. It's a Patsy Klein song.
0: Well, she she almost kind of says it to herself like she's the wheels are turning in her head right now. And it's just like that much. I figured out, Hannah yeah. and Hannah's like, no, I mean, hey, played this in the dollhouse, not this song, but Patsy Klein. It means something. What does it mean? Marlene uh, Caleb says, well, can you think of any connection that Lucas would have to this and Hannah's like Lucas is not a D And he's like Hannah I know that it might be hard to believe and she's like Caleb this person saved me he gave me and my friends an alibi the night of Charlotte's murder it's not Lucas and Caleb's just kind of like I'm gonna swallow my thoughts here and go back to the computer they ignore that obvious foreshadowing about the alibi mm-hmm. um, I saw Don't they say this person a
1: lot this season
0: yeah, I mean, just because trying to keep the the gender anonymous, I guess. Um, but I mean, even when like uh, Marco Fury is talking about Mary Drake, he says this person quite a bit a few episodes ago. I saw Marlene; she tweeted somewhere, and I I try to avoid these tweets, but what are you gonna do? Um, something like the Patsy client is not like essential to the mystery. It's just like a little, a little I don't know side piece or whatever. You know, a little bit of set dressing. Um, I guess this. Theoretically, you could tie this into Charlissa. Like if like Patsy Cline was was their their jam, you know, like their their music together. I, mean, I One way or the other, I think it's someone someone's honoring Charlotte with this music, I guess. Which, mm. Like, I don't know what else it would mean besides that.
1: I feel like she had to make the comment like, well, not this song, but they would play like Patsy Cline just because yeah. it's like. We actually haven't heard this particular song in a previous episode, <laughs> but I mean, part of being A or AD, I assume it means that you inherit a certain sense of like cultured musical taste for the oldies. Yeah, only the old like,
0: stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Patsy Cline, a lot of like old Motown. Yeah, yeah. So then we're gonna get a rare look inside Marco Fury's apartment. He's going through some paperwork on his coffee table. There, uh, this looks a lot like uh, Lorenzo's apartment.
1: I got a good deal from a Lorenzo Instagram.
0: <laughs> that guy got ran out of town. Yeah, there's a knock at the door, and so he gets up, and he goes and checks through the peephole, and you can just tell by the body language here that uh, he knows a person on the other side of this door, or perhaps their twin, and he's going to brace himself before he even opens it, because it's Spencer Hastings, maybe. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything. He's just watching her carefully, and she's like, Hi, Marco. You know, I was trying to work this theory that like she calls him Fury when she's a twin but Marco when not and I like went back and like did a bunch of you know research into her transcripts I don't know if it really came to much it's hard to tell she she called him Fury basically up until the last uh, like seven eleven, I think and then she starts calling him Marco but who knows
1: I love the almost all the president's men esque like reporting the research mm-hmm. I went back and I, I checked the transcripts
0: went back checked the transcripts did thirty minutes of research and I got nothing.
1: Uh, which didn't? What always cracked me up? I believe you had told me that when you did one of the videos, maybe it was ecstasy of Gold. It was like you used the uh, the wiki as a reference before you went and like
0: secured all the clips or something. No, that was probably more. That might have been the Suicide Squad one. The Suicide Squad one was the hardest for me because I needed really specific visual imagery. And mm-hmm. so it was just really taxing my like my visual memory because I needed certain shots uh, Well,
1: it, this is super uninteresting to most people, but I remember mm-hmm.
0: reading something about like how they edit like shit like the real
1: world And I thought it was really interesting was that all the footage that they get you know twenty four hours a day of footage or whatever they then send out to somebody who just transcribes yeah. everything. yeah they, just and then log they it all they then they edit it via like the transcribed dialogue and then they go get the footage and bring it together, how it looks visually. And I always thought it was interesting. The, the very analog dialogue sense to then go to the visual, whatever. Um, so yeah, he steps aside and she walks in glancing around a little bit and she's like, your apartment's different than how I pictured it. She starts to take off her jacket. And he's like, don't just say what
0: you came here to say. So she's like slides the jacket That's, back yeah. up on her shoulder. By the
1: way, her gunshot wound is, I would say
0: fully healed now. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, there's no sling. Um, I the way she's dressed, there's no opportunity to see a bandage or scar. Unfortunately for twins or theorists. Um uh, but you yeah, it's th- like
1: a, a spoiler, spoiler prestige thing. Twin to shoot himself too.
0: Ooh, yeah, uh, like that. I I don't think this is the twin here. Um, even though she's like being crazy, I I do not think this is the twin. I not like so I said, much
1: crazy. I want to. You know, I want to be mm. careful with that word, but I want to use the word maybe I'm being careful. gloves.
0: Sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I really feel like if there is a twin, we're usually not seeing the twin. This uh, is like, in where rare instances. like, holy shit, Spencer, put on the brakes. What the fuck are you doing? Is this? Yeah. Well, just, you she better put that jacket back on because it just got chillier in here. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, he's you know, say what you want to say and get the fuck out of here, basically. She says, look, I didn't exactly expect a warm welcome, but it's it's hard to talk to you when you're looking at me like that. And he's like, how am I supposed to look? She says, I'm the same person that I was three days ago, Marco. I'm the same person that you brought dinner to and you played ping pong with and the same person that you kissed. Uh, or you're the twin, and you're using all those as details because you're spying. Um, anyway, Fury's like... Well, that might be true, but it turns out that I didn't know that person much. Spencer says, well, I know you. I know that you're fair and decent. He's like, mm-hmm. you're involved in a murder. <laughs> She's like, look, Dunhill was a monster. He preyed on people, lost, vulnerable people, people who trusted him. Why shouldn't he die in the same disgusting way that he lived? And that's where she fucked up. I mean, I guess he, he already that's, knows. I mean, this is. not yeah. This isn't a total a admission, but, but yeah,
1: but basically
0: <laughs> not not like like hold up in court type thing. I mean, no, she never know. she never comes out and says it, but yeah, she's, but you know, she's certainly he's not, on the right track. <laughs> she's certainly not giving him a reason to to doubt, you know, what he suspects. She's not giving him a, an alternate theory of her innocence at all. She's basically I, I a, just, appealing to his twisted sense of virtue.
1: When she went to his office in the
0: beginning of the previous episode, she was so
1: good about like staying, uh, you know, above the fray. Oh, those days are over.
0: Yeah, yeah, those things are long gone. <laughs> but yeah, why shouldn't he die the same disgusting way that he lived? And he says, "Because we have something called the justice system." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, and justice is just another way for saying that people should get what they deserve." Oh. He's like, "No, it isn't. That's not the rule of law at all." Uh, He's like, look, I'm not saying I don't understand why you'd want him dead, but it's my job to figure out who broke the law, not why. And she says, okay, but can't you just stop being a cop just for a minute, please? Can't you just be a human being, okay? I'm not asking you to help me. I'm not asking you to lie for me. I'm just asking you to just, just please let this one slip through the cracks. Please, just this once. And he's watching her like, maybe there's a little sympathy there. Or maybe he's just seen her her, who she truly is, you know. Mm -hmm. She's like, "You can do that, can't you?" And he reaches down, he like pulls out a napkin for her to wipe her tears with, and he's like, "No." As where Spencer's just like, "Fuck, Plan B."
1: (laughs) She's like, "I take a shot."
0: Yeah, says, "I guess he didn't know me as well as he thought." And his phone rings, and he's like, "I've got to get that. You've got to go." So he goes back like, into his bedroom to get his phone. We can kind of hear him off screen say, Detective Fury, yeah, I can come in. And Spencer's kind of slowly pulling herself together. It's like devastated by this latest rejection, seemingly. Uh, she takes a few steps back, and she's about to turn to leave, but then she sees a small pile of flash drives and police files on like an end table. And one of the drives right on top is marked L. Gutsman. And we hear Fury kind of off camera saying, yeah, the file's there. Yeah, uh, just give me about five minutes to get out of here. So Spencer just grabs that fucking flash drive and bounces where Marco can come back.
1: Fuck yeah, she does.
0: Yeah, so you hear him near the room. And he's just like, oh, okay, okay, all right, you know. Um, I mean, not the brightest move to try to convince a cop to look past her guilt in a murder, but I don't know. I feel like I was trying to think in in Spencer's place right now, like after the Caleb thing, after the Mary situation, She's like desperate for some sort of loyalty, like romantic or familial. Mm. You buy that? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel uh, like she's she's almost self-sabotaging, like to control her own pain of rejection right now.
1: Well, and it's hard to really get into their romantic relationship because of how it started. Because it's the last season. Because the fucking shadow of all the ships being on the table hangs mm-hmm. over this. Even though I love this scene, because it's like I watch this scene, and I think to myself, "You really don't ever need Toby back on the show. <laughs> Just let him
0: go grieve in the woods, fishing well, this alone." Is, this is the scene where the uh, appeal for for help doesn't work. You know, <laughs> it's because yeah. like she's not, and like I don't know. I don't know, who, I, I suppose there are some people who are like, ooh, Boo Marco, but like, he's not in the wrong here, like, he is a no. cop, he can't let a fucking murder slide well,
1: he's, he's, we're back to square one with like, what yeah. we had briefly with Holbrook, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, finally you have like, a good male cop, or, for example if Spencer had fucked Tanner <laughs> okay, yeah. which, which I am into, uh, no, um So at the barn, we see someone putting a flash drive into a laptop that has the desktop background for Pennsylvania State Senator Veronica Hastings. Spencer's at that laptop.
0: Can we Mm -hmm. talk about what's on Spencer's dock here on her computer?
1: Oh, I couldn't quite make it out. So please do.
0: I mean, I don't know. Oh, the dock. Sorry. Her dock, yeah. I don't know what her workflow is here, but she's got like the chess app and like stickies and dictionary and a calculator. Like, what do you, don't you use that computer, Spencer? What are you doing? Wow, that's anyway, interesting. The, I know. the chess app in the dock. The things I noticed. And a little disc image there, too, in her downloads folder.
1: Um, So, Lucy Spencer's at the laptop. The other four are all standing behind her, like, looking over her shoulder. Another great, like, look up into, like, the little loft storage part of the barn. Um, her, Aria has a
0: white sweater with little black stars all over it.
1: Like, photo negative night sky of Aria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah's like... What does Lucas have to do with this? And Spencer's like, I don't know. I didn't ask. I was too busy committing the theft. So on the flash drive, Spencer clicks on like a QuickTime file. It's like Lucas, you know, a police questioning video. She, uh, Lucas is being questioned by someone who's clearly not Marco Fury nor Detective Lorenzo Instagram, nor even, nor even Barry Maple. No. Um, Though this is the Lorenzo era. It's from that Lorenzo episode. And Lucas is like, you know, state, or cop says, can you state your name, please? And Lucas is like, Lucas Gottesman? And Hannah like looks at Lucas's off- outfit, and she's like, "Wait, I recognize this. This is from after Charlotte's murder." So we get the quick flashback to that time at 6B, five years
0: forward, when Hannah wore the kimono to the police interview. <laughs> it's like a <police> um, <laughs> and Lucas is, "We see Lucas is wearing the same white shirt with like the stripe on it in the in the flashback as he is in this video. So it's like the same exact time, yeah."
1: And we'll find out why in just a second. But yeah, cop's like, you claim you're at the hotel with Miss Marin. Are you willing to testify to that? And Lucas on the tape thinks about it for a second and says, no. And Hannah's face falls a little bit, which Allison notices. And Lucas on the tape's like, you caught me in a lie. So I came back to tell the truth. I have no clue where Hannah was.
0: You could have put that a little bit more loyally, Lucas. You know? Like, I have no clue. Yeah. Also, yeah.
1: this cop is obviously like... Uh, background character in a TV show because I feel like no line of police questioning would go this way but why did you lie the cop asks. and Lucas is like because you asked for my help and I don't think that Hannah had anything to do with Charlotte's death the cop's like what about her friends and Lucas says, I can't vouch for them I've seen too many things that they're capable of <laughs> and the cop's like do you think that they did it and Lucas makes this like little sneer and he says let's just say that I wouldn't be surprised The Spencer like
0: flips out slams the laptop shut and yells damn it Yeah, she's like, damn it. All right, she's like, Spencer, calm down. Spencer says, No, Fury is building a case. What if he goes back and talks to him? And Ali says, Lucas will make sure that we're rotting in jail before we ever find anything else to prove that he's torturing us. And Hannah's like, It's not Lucas. Uh, and it kind of in classic PL style, the blocking here is such that like Hannah's now standing facing the rest of them. And Spencer says, Hannah, he just threw you under the bus. Hannah's like, I don't care. Spencer says, shall I rewind it so we can see him back it over you? (laughs) Which God, I love that line. (laughs) Because that is exactly what he just did. He just ran over Hannah with a bus, put it in reverse, and backed over. The best part is, this was a month ago. Weeks ago. Yeah, I mean who knows with the timeline here. A couple months maybe, yeah. Anyway, in the corner, Ari is just like chewing her fingernails, listening to all this, and Hannah says he got busted so he told the truth. He's weak. Doesn't make him sick. Spencer just stares at Gabe. She can't believe Hannah's still defending this little weasel. Like, I mean, if, if it doesn't make him sick, it still makes him a liability. Like, I think you better whack him just to be sure. Hannah. <laughs> it's like uh Spencer just shows
1: up. Like he comes home to shower and she pops out of the curtain, like silence pistol two in the gut. And he just bleeds to death. And she's like, sorry, Lucas, you're not part of the solution.
0: No, no, no. no. I think you're, you're missing the, the right reference here. she, he He walks into his loft and he looks up, and there she is, like in like scrubs with like little little uh sh like little booty shoes uh covering her her feet and whatnot, like at mm-hmm. the end of the departed mm-hmm. right, and he's just like, "Go ahead, and she just shoots him in the head. I would love to have Spencer quoting Marky Mark <laughs> somewhere in I think Rowan did his job. he must be the other guy, yeah,
1: marriage is a good move for you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Emily over by Allison is like, what about destroying Ally's memorial, stealing Caleb's money, joining his army, that creepy fucking massage? I mean, he has a dark side, Hannah. We all do
0: when we're pushed hard enough. Well, how does she not mention the massage? Exactly. How can you leave that out, Emily? Like of all his past crimes. Uh, yeah. And it yeah. says, uh, I don't care how many videos you show me. He's my friend, just like every one of you. And no matter how shady you guys looked, I know in my heart you would never hurt me. Also, I'm living rent free, and I mean, come on, don't ruin the sweet deal. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm sorry,
1: good. Oh, so you know exactly, but Arya kind of feeling a little bit toady. Uh, really weighs whether she wants to say anything or not, and then meekly she's like, "That's not true." And everyone looks at her like,
0: "It too, Arya." Well, she just blows all our minds by not confessing right now, but instead just pouring it on Lucas. I love this.
1: I think I was more shocked that she
0: was going to confess for a second there. Nice little switcheroo, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, she says you haven't always known that. You were once so afraid of Lucas that you pushed him out of a rowboat. <laughs> and like, yeah, well, which just again, I ship it. Hannah and the Oar just beating the fuck out of him right in that 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 drink. I love it. Um, Ari's like, maybe there's a way where we can find out if it's him. So he's like, what do you mean? And Ari says, well, Hannah's waiting to hear from Ad to tell her when to take that hard drive to the school. We should stake out the locker. And Hannah's like locker, and I was like, "Yeah, I thought I, I thought that's what you said." And Hannah's like,
0: shrug. Well, it's like her radar clearly pinged on something, but she's too focused on Lucas right now. She's going to let that slide right by.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Austin says, "Logan tries a million times. When does it ever work?" Which is like, it only has to work once. Hannah's going to drop it off. So let's see who shows up to, shows up to get it. Which I <laughs> love classic PLO it only has to work
0: once Spencer only needs to win once everything else is just progress so then we get some dramatic music building as we cut to somebody's reading that Arcturus comic and what appears to be like the evil AD limo And the camera kind of moves up to reveal that it's Lucas reading this comic oh shit and he kind of lowers the comic and he he looks up at someone presumably sitting across from him Mm -hmm. Oh shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, so that's that's how I, I viewed it. I viewed it not as him just staring ominously into space, but like, he seems no, to like, be like fixing his gaze on someone.
0: Seemingly like looking at Sydney like, hmm, interesting, what do you want? Or, you know, whoever else is in this. And <laughs> so he's like, funny books are goofy. You wrote a really fucked up comic. We talk the same. <laughs> I mean, as I feel like as we more or less suspected from the start, Lucas is a minion in one way or another. This could yeah. be Sydney. This could be Mona in there. He's being recruited into doing something somehow. Also, who the fuck is shipping Lucas and Mona? I don't, man. It's no. No. Also,
1: Sorry. Who, who signs off on a ship name of Mucus?
0: Redditors hate themselves. That's all you need to know. Anyway. <laughs> After commercial. <laughs> that
1: should be a thing when you sign up for a Reddit account.
0: Like, do you hate yourself? Check, Mark. Check. Yeah. to prove you're not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> so after the commercial, it's next morning. We're at Allie's. Uh, Allie's putting some files in her briefcase. And Emily kind of walks in all chipper. She's holding a bag. And she's like, hey. And Allie's like, hi. Wait, are we carpooling? I thought this was your day off. <laughs> Every day at Rosewood, Emily's day off. Emily says it is, but my mom was away for the weekend, so I went home and got this. She kind of pulls out this like baby crib mobile from a bag. It's got these like plush clouds and stars and crescent moons on it, and then also elephants because the fields are Republicans. And (laughs) Ali's like, "How sweet!" (laughs) And Emily's like, "Yeah, it was mine. I think I'm gonna hang it today." And Allie doesn't look like she really cares that much. She's Which I just turned a picture. And they bought this for Emily as a baby, so that Wayne could prove to his child that climate change wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's your healthcare working out, Wayne Fields?
2: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> Emily wants to hang this. Allie doesn't seem like she's totally paying attention. She like picks up her briefcase, she grabs an energy bar. And she's leaving behind some pill bottles on the table there. And Emily's like, "Is that your breakfast?" She doesn't approve of this energy bar. And Ali's like, "Yeah, I'm running late today." And Emily's like, "Okay, that's not real food. Give me five minutes. I'll make you something." Hey, hey, take it easy, Pam. Just calm the fuck down. Also, five minutes. You jest. Hey, what are you making, toast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, With no, no butter, no jam. Ali's like, "What the
1: fuck am I supposed to do with this, you monster?" Oh my god! I would love if she handed her
0: plain toast, and Allison just threw it back in her face. <laughs> Allie just like puts it in the briefcase. <laughs> uh, Allie says, "I said I can't. I'm running late." And Emily then sees those unopened like prenatal vitamins on the counter there, and just gonna take her pamness to the next level. She's like Allie, and she kind of holds up the bottle, accusing. And Allie's just like, ah, "Sorry, I-, I keep forgetting to take those." Emily's like, "They're important." Allie's like, I know, and I'll take them. I just keep forgetting. Emily just opens the bottle right there and says, Okay, well, set an alarm on your phone. And while you're at it, maybe one for breakfast, too. he's mm-hmm. like, Grumpy much? he's like, No, I'm not grumpy. I just can't believe you're already flaking out on me. Like, danger, Allie. Just danger. Mm-hmm. Allie's like, What? And Emily says, Well, you say you want to do things and you end up bailing. And he's like, get a grip. They're just vitamins. And he's like, it's not about the vitamins, okay? I'm looking down the road, and what I see is you tossing the baby and running out to Paris. I like the image of Allie just tossing the baby to Emily. (laughs) Think fast. (laughs) Uh, So Allie yanks the bottle out of Emily's hands and, like, pops one of the vitamins in her mouth. I really wanted her to just, like, dump half the bottle in her mouth and just, start chewing, like, open mouth.
1: (laughs) And her falling out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, happy. Look, I knew pregnancy would come with some crazy erratic mood swings. I just didn't think they'd be yours, bitch. Uh, and <laughs> then she leaves because, I mean, you, that's a perfect exit line. You just got to take off when you say that. Yeah. Uh, and then Emily's cell phone buzzes. She's got a text from Hannah that says, I got my game instructions. Mm-hmm. So Emily's got to be a fun mom, huh?
1: Well, here's also the danger of an Emerson relationship because I do believe there's some truth to that saying of like, how do you create a monster? Tell someone you love them and then never speak to them again, which is essentially what Allison did to Emily a long time ago, which has created this weird thing with an Emily that she's never quite rectified as the two of them get together. I don't feel like it's going to be perfect. It's not like because they're together, Emily will magically take her off of a pedestal. Mm-hmm. The pedestal will just become slightly warped. Well, I mean, also, there's
0: a baby. At the end of the last episode, they they kind of agreed to raise this child and hugged, but like there is a lot that is unresolved here. Obviously, by the way they're acting right now, you know, like I I do not interpret this as like a happy couple kind of like sniping at each other. Like, no, you guys, you still need to work a few things out. There's some talks that need to happen.
1: I would not call this like a cute. (laughs) oh and emily
0: emily obviously thinks that Allie is just gonna like have that kid and like run away as soon as she can yeah
1: oh and maybe just barely have the kid Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i there are theories out there that Allie's is like intentionally not taking the vitamins like maybe intentionally falling down later i don't know if she'd Mm. do that like i don't know like basically anything like it's it's hard for me to believe that they would really like wait this long finally set up emerson and then like pull the rug out the last minute and be like Allie's like been a snake the whole time or like she's actually ad like i just don't think they'd do it maybe well, they would i mean i'm i'm always wrong about these things so don't listen to me you know but like I, I don't think that they would build all this up and sell t-shirts and all that and then just be like yoink at the last minute
1: Well, also what what i think you're indicating there is it's dark to suggest that not only could Allison be A.D., but that she might intentionally miscarry. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Or that she's faking just, it the whole time. That's another one. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I, I just assume that after 619, Allison doesn't walk so good <laughs> when she falls down
0: later. What do you mean 619?
1: When she falls down the stairs after, like, seemingly not really. Oh, tripping Oh, on right, anything. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just a not so good at putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're at the uh, island there in the Hastings Great Room. Hannah sets her f- cell phone down the counter. We see that there's Caleb, Hannah, Arya, Emily, Spencer. And Hannah's like, "It's a text from AD that was sent this morning." Caleb says Hannah has to drop off the hard drive to school at the exact same time as the staff meeting at the rally. So I'm just like, "Fuck!" Which, what did you guys expect? <laughs> um. A wouldn't be they doing their job if this wasn't the case. But no,
0: like, I have some thoughts on that in just a moment, but yeah, continue. Okay, so Spencer says, great.
1: So basically, Hannah has to be in two places at once. If only she had a twin, too. Um, we, we get an insert showing that Aria definitely knows how stressed out Spencer is. Okay, like well, It just think, means uh, you're working in a tight time frame.
0: I think Arya she says nothing, but she maybe feels a little worse than usual. Probably because she told AD when the staff meeting was and yeah. about the 10-minute window, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She probably told A D all of that, like as soon yeah. as she could. She's like, Speak to me, Cyber Arya. I have some new gossip to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Is she just like journaling into
1: that like evil Snapchat filter?
0: <laughs> I mean I feel like <laughs> that, that, shot, the that shot is telling us that in so many words. Like this is how A D knows about this. This is why it's such a crackerjack timing situation now. Mm. Uh, yeah. So tell Emily me- sorry, go ahead.
1: And Mr. says, uh, okay, so Caleb will disable the cameras and Hannah, you'll grab the credit card slip. And Hannah's like, yeah, but I only have 10 minutes to do it. Or the SWAT team shows up. And Caleb's like, it's enough time. Wink. 10 minutes, a lot can happen. Magic. Um, no, he's like, the boxes are on marked. It shouldn't be hard. Caleb's like, wink. Uh, Hannah's like, well, I'm glad you're confident. Caleb's and like, like wink. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen. I'm just going to wink after every line now because it's all kind every- of sexual every line is sex
1: i learned that from ezra but better and toby mediocre um larry's like listen i know we're a little short how people, dare like, you promise- <laughs> i am just fishing alone on the lake <laughs> just caleb said that. he
0: was going for beer he never came back
1: toby i'll be right back i'm gonna get some chickpeas what <laughs> <laughs> And then Toby's just alone on a rowboat. Yeah. or he's like, listen, I know we're a little short on people, but I promise Ezra I go to this press event tonight. He's just like, <laughs> fine, just go. And I well, feel like okay. Was- I
0: mean, this, this line here, like they're in the middle of like planning how to like not all get busted mur- for murder. And Aris just like, so I know we're in the middle of something, but I promise some, some blah, 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 Ezra bullshit. And they're just like, fine, whatever. Fuck off! Well,
1: like, are her feelings also a little hurt that she's not considered essential to this operation? <laughs> she'll she'll follow that up later. Yeah, yeah. So Emily's like, Allie and I will wait at the school to see who picks up the hard drive. So you know, meeting adjourned. Everyone starts to file out. Caleb's putting all his shit in the bag. Spencer pulls out her phone, starts typing away. Well, she's um, like texting
0: yeah. furiously to someone.
1: Yeah, Caleb For a second, a I was
0: wondering, like, could she be texting Ren? Maybe. You know, and the the alternate non twins are reading here is that she's been working with Ren to I don't know perpetuate the idea that Rollins is alive or something. I don't think that's the case because she seems so apprised surprised, su- surprised mm-hmm. when Rollins' phone was still kicking around. But yeah, that's the alternate theory.
1: Also, if Ren was a well, not a normal dude, but a dude who was not like sinisterly involved in A or AD shenanigans. He should throw his phone away if he ever gets a text from Spencer and Melissa again. No. Um but Caleb sensing that dark I'm just saying he shouldn't be helping her like fake a dead man in Europe or whatever.
0: Spencer's uh, like, hey, uh hey Ren, if I mail you a credit card, can you just like go uh take the the Metro or take the channel or whatever into England and just ride around and buy shit? Yeah. Do that for me, please. Only if I'm also
1: getting a text from a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um so, Caleb senses a dark cloud hanging over her, and he's like, Is everything okay? And she says, And this could be the answer Rosa PD wants to schedule my second interview, which I don't think do can text. Yeah. Um, he's Rosa
0: like, PD just hits you up. <laughs> like, press one to confirm <laughs> your mm-hmm. next interview for murder. Type in yes. You're now subscribed to Cat Facts. Yeah, and <laughs> Caleb's just like, I'm sorry. And Spencer's just like, It's not your fault. And he's like, Isn't it? And Spencer just kind of looks at him and he kind of stands, puts his backpack over his shoulder, which I feel like has to be like triggering of the time. She said, I love you when he had his backpack on and he just just like ghosted. Uh, He says, you weren't drinking at that bar to celebrate. I think she kind of realizes what he's implying here. She does not have time for this. She says, I'm going to go get some rest. She tries to walk off. and He's like, wait, Spencer, Hannah and I aren't going to let you down this time. I promise. Spencer just kind of nods and looks off like, yeah, sure, whatever. He says, I hope that still means something. And it's like she can see that he needs the validation. So she gets it to him, even though she's dead inside. She's like, it does. He nods. And I think maybe he knows that uh, it doesn't really. But let's not pour any more salt on old wounds here. So she goes off to the barn. He goes his own way. Yeah. Then it's time to cut Uh. back to Hannah at Lucas's loft. She's putting that blue and black hard drive in her little purse there. She's getting ready to leave. But when she opens the door, she stops short and kind of gasps at the start because Mona says, sorry, didn't mean to scare you. Were you going? Oh, shit. Mona has arrived. <laughs> Mona's tired of being kept out of this plot line. She says it so casually, like she knows that Hannah's that's something. Hannah's like, oh, um, I'm going to meet the girls. And Mona just like ignores her and, and marches right in. She kind of like holds her hand out like she can't even. She's like, don't bother It's like watching a frog try to jump out of a pot of boiling water. (laughs) Why are you shutting me out? Mm -hmm. So Hannah just has to shut the door and play dumb. She's like, I'm not. And Mona just, she's incredulous. She's also disappointed. She's like, you showed me the game for a reason. I'm ready to play. But I can't help you if if I'm kept in the dark. So Hannah, she kind of considers this. She finally relents. She opens up her purse. She sets forward to kind of show Mona the hard drive there. She says, AD is going to pick this up from the school tonight. It's the best chance we've we've had in a long time to expose this person. Mona's like, so let me be another set of eyes. And Hannah's like, Mona, you know that I want to, but the, the others can't find out that you're involved. Why exactly?
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Like, they brought Caleb in, like... Mona already knows they killed Rollins. It's not like that's a secret or anything. She helped them cover it up, too. She's exposed just like they are. I would love a scene, too, of
1: Mona there. And she's like looking at the schematics, and she's like, Caleb, the security system you designed for the Radley is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you pipe down? Um, (laughs) let Let me get you some sugar cubes.
0: Help you fix your tea just right. Yeah, so, uh, oh. yeah, Mona says, stuff. sorry, what's that?
1: I was saying the, 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 the two of them and the tea or the coffee or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, right, right, right. yeah that that fucking weirdness. We'll see if that comes back.
1: That mystery, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mona's like, you didn't tell them
1: that I know about the game. And he's like, I couldn't. And Mona's like, they still don't trust me? She's so getting a little choked up now. Hannah can only shrug lamely. And Mona's like, fine. I'll help you and your friends like I always do. And then crawl back under a rock. Mm. So yeah, Hannah, Mona's like, like, Mona, come on. It's not like that. And Hannah's like, I have literally bled myself for you, Hannah, trying to protect you. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Mona said that. I literally bled myself for you, Hannah, trying to protect you. How many times do I have to save all of you until I'm finally part of the group? Mm, Hannah Um, can
0: say nothing. She only stares at her sadly. Like, Mona... Gets the answer, perhaps she suspected, but didn't hope to hear. I mean, that's just ice cold, Hannah. Uh, and Mona's just like, well, you might as well head over to the high school. Seems like we never left. She walks mm-hmm. past Hannah to the door, and Hannah can only like close her eyes and grimace. She knows she's being shitty, and she turns to follow her. Man, poor Mona, what a trooper. And it's basically like, you will never, ever be one of us. Like, it's basically what that non response was there. Yeah, no I matter mean, what you do, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be part of the group.
1: It works on a variety of levels, but I can't wait for Catwoman to tell Mona, "You don't owe
0: these girls anything.
1: You've given them mm-hmm. everything." And Mona's like, "Not everything, <laughs> <laughs> not yet." Uh, yeah. So meanwhile, at the brew, we've got a bunch of randos have gathered
0: for Ezra. Oh, Real quick, tour just a, a bit on Mona here before you ah. jump onto that. Um, this does not bode well for her. I feel like. Like mm-hmm. I kind of feel like oh. Mona may have doomed herself with like she kind of like outlined the end of her arc there that like what what could she possibly do and how many times can she save them to be part of the group
1: yeah
0: and it's I also very good. I,
1: I forgot to ask you last time about you had mentioned you teased the potential last scene that Janelle Parrish filmed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which we we'll can talk about after we finish recording. But I I still want
0: to ask you whatever that was. Okay, well, I'm just gonna say it. If people consider this a spoiler, sorry. This was the last scene that she filmed. This does not necessarily mean it's her last scene on the show. Uh, sure. It was just her walking. So, what does that mean? We don't know. If well, I, she does walk I, really well, I could see theoretically her last scene being like Mona walking away, like you know, with the uh, the million dollars in her bag or something like that. Mm. Like no one, none, no one is the wiser. I don't know.
1: We'll, see. well, And for context, they filmed the last scene of the show, like a few days before they actually finished filming the episode. So. Yeah. They
0: don't film in sequence. They're not JJ Abrams. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is also very much like the end of season two here. Like she, she, she could be playing the girls harder than ever. We had that callback to her first a text to Hannah earlier. She's in the same situation. She was at the end of the season two now, just like trying desperately to be part of the group. Um, I don't know. I'm worried about Mona. Stay safe, Mona.
1: Well, this scene feels more like reminding us that Mona's still out there. Still a part of this. I don't know. Like she doesn't have a lot of purpose other than like how shitty she's being treated in this episode. So yeah, I wonder what is coming up with Mona in the next few episodes. Like what, why are we being reminded that she's still on the board as it were?
0: Um, yeah. So meanwhile, at the brew, there's like a bunch of randos gathered for Ezra's book tour launch party. It's kind of standing in the foreground. Uh, I don't know these people who he, got this Facebook event like notice and was like, fuck, yeah, consider me interested. <laughs> yeah, he's looking around. Arya's nowhere to be seen. Uh, and then he kind of turns away from the door. Finally, he puts on a fake smile to like glad handsome people. And he's like, hey, thanks for coming. Thank you for coming. And his it's fans, like, go lead sit down. Jillian kind of swoops in to whisper him. She's like, Ezra, we really have to get started. And she kind of walks away really quickly. Doesn't even wait for a reply. And he's just like, yeah, okay. So he gives one last look to the door. Arya, still not to be found. He checks her phone, which is still running, like, iOS 6 or something like that, because uh, he's a monster. And we see he's got, he's texted Arya, and he said, we're about to start. Where are you? No response. Not even a what? reader seat.
1: What the hell is this? This iOS, like,
0: where did you they just find this phone? Your phone? <laughs> like, like, just the prop department. Where did you find this thing?
2: <laughs>
1: what is this? I mean, like an iPhone it made more four. sense. It made more sense when Aria was like talking on an upside down phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so we well, previously is Aria? established
0: she's off doing a shit. I mean, she made a big deal about being there in the front row for him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she's just like, nah, I'm going to bail. Well, she's on I mean, DNA shit. I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Is she no, at I the school? Uh, Good question. Oh, no, that's she's right, because she, she's somewhere else. That's right, yeah.
1: That's right, because A mm-hmm. couldn't get there fast enough. So, I think like you've previously established that your personal role in Rosewood is that you're the guy who hangs out at the brew and, like, eavesdrops on the girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you go to this
0: this event? You know, I don't go to it necessarily but I'm probably there okay so you're, just, like, you're
1: just there for like a, a cup of coffee and you're like what the fuck is this
0: I might have like somebody might have came and told me to move to another table because they have to like set up some chairs and I'll kind of glare at them and then you know find a new table to go to
1: are you like live tweeting the whole time like oh my god this fucking asshole on his his book tour oh my probably god, he just, yeah. he just said this this guy's such a like, a tool okay mm-hmm. um so meanwhile what over rosewood high uh, Hannah's depositing the hard drive into locker two one four. It's dark in the hallways. It's like the last time, Arya dropped something off. She shuts the door, looks down the hall, nods at Emily, who's waiting there with Allie. Um They're watching from behind a classroom door with a window in it. This is the lamest stakeout ever. Um, Hannah takes not off. Not exactly hiding. And... Yeah. No, no. Allie and Emily look at each other, bracing themselves for whatever comes next. Here, these two are not going to act normal.
0: Well, um, so if I if I'm following the, the plan correctly here, Hannah's just dropped off the hard drive she's now gonna like haul ass over to radley and go search for that receipt while the meeting's still going on like i guess the 10 minute clock isn't gonna start now but as soon as she gets there and caleb takes down the cameras yeah because i assume the staff meeting is longer than 10 minutes so it's an hour Mm -hmm. which they're
1: held hostage
0: i feel like caleb needs to like hack into like the meeting like uh like keynote presentation and be like let's add some more icebreakers I just thought about him downloading and
1: throwing more slides into their PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, meanwhile, back at the I think you the guys new... need to cover the uh, ergonomic safety procedures. What the hell? Let's throw in some more sexual harassment training. <laughs> um, back at the new nursery at Ali's house, a shadow, a dark, ominous figure looms over the crib. We hear some clacking noises, and then the figure tosses Emily's special family mobile, mobile on the floor behind them. In your
0: fucking okay. face, Emily!
1: There's a high shot that pans down to the show that a black hoodie installing a new mobile, mobile, whatever. Time mobile. to go Mobile. It is Dargaria.
0: Oh fuck yes, uh, God! Yeah. This is all we've ever wanted in life. Arya in the hoodie. Uh, yeah, watching so this so fucking shady. Just love it. Very.
1: Mentally aroused, yes. Um, she set up the new mobile with little dolls that liars all hanging around some springs. Which there's also like black gloves as part of it, so it's like, oh, like yeah, okay. puppets, like puppets. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: it's, so, it's so cool. <laughs> on uh, the um, alley doll, of course, has a yellow top on.
1: Just the the. I mean, I've talked before about how I'm fascinated by the A, like R and D, but like just the arts and crafts that go into mm-hmm. being A are so interesting. But uh, a she hits a very button. handy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um she watches this new mobile like spin around. Mobile. Uh, so all the dolls have their arms raised. Ali's even like wearing the yellow top. It's perfectly creepy, perfectly PLO. Nice it's... slow tracking on her face and the iconic hoodie.
0: Well it's like Arya has to turn the mobile on and then just watch it for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as we smash cut to black. Like she almost looks regretful, but maybe a little impressed with her own villainy. Well, if you're going to do a thing, do it right. Relish. I mean, when Spencer was a, she was really good. Yeah. So back to the school, it's still dark and spooky. Ellie and Emily are watching from like a door window looking out. They're not really seeing anything. And after like two seconds, they just like lean back to talk to each other and exchange some eye chatter there. And Emily's just like, look, Ellie, I'm sorry about earlier. Allie kind of just cocks her head to the side, like, go on. Emily sighs, and she's like, I'm just scared. I won't be able to do this. Allie says, so am I, but mostly because I feel like you're testing me. Oh, fucking preach, Allie. Exactly. Uh, and Allie says, I don't know what the tests are, but I know that I'm failing. And then before Emily can respond, suddenly they hear like a loud slam, like somebody's, it kind of sounds like somebody's trying to open a locked door that they can't open. Yeah. And they look through the window, and down the hall, they can see a shadow moving kind of behind some double doors at the other end of the hallway. And so they burst out of their door and they run down the hallway. And just as they're running, Emily hears another door kind of opening behind her. So she looks back and she's like, this way. And she runs around the corner the other way. It's kind of weird. It's like this long hallway with like a door snaking off to each side. Well, you know,
1: You know, the set's only so big.
0: <laughs> I know. They, they just have to keep filming this hallway from different angles. Uh, so Emily's running back the way she came to round a corner there. Allie's going the other way. We hear like a, like a thud and a quick scream from Allie and what sounds like a body hitting the floor. And Emily looks back and she's kind of like scared now. She's like, Allie? She runs back around the corner, down the other end of the hall, rounds it, and we see like into a stairwell there, Allie's legs are kind of peeking out from the corner. And Emily runs over. Allie's like slumped over on the bottom steps. And Emily's like, are you okay? And Allie's kind of wincing and she's like, yeah, I think so. And Emily's like, what happened? And Allie says, someone knocked me down. They flew past me so fast I didn't get to see who it was. Really? And he's like, I'm going to get you home, okay? And Allie's like, but what about? And Emily's like, no, forget it. They're probably long gone anyway. So Emily helps up a groaning Allie to her feet and kind of holds her very closely as they walk away. Even though it looks like Allie could walk just fine for sure. you know. Emily, shockingly, a little bit protective. And Emily's like, oh, it's going to be okay. Allie is kind of holding her side. Like, I don't know. Maybe she hurt her hip a little. Yeah. She's not exactly limping, but I just love the
1: idea that like Mona just like shoulder checks. Allison as hard as possible while in pursuit.
0: Well, did, do you think there was one or two a people here, a minions or whoever?
1: I could firmly believe that there's Mona doing a Mona thing. And Mm -hmm. then also
0: whoever's acting as the agent of a, because there was definitely a shadow down the hall. The way Allie ran. And then Emily hears a sound behind her runs the other way. So one of those people could be Mona. Mona, Was Mona the one that like hip checked Allie and like shut her to the ground? Or was Mona the other? I don't know.
1: With some clever editing and a little bit of like the Benny Hill music, this could be like the most hilarious French farce ever. Yeah. (laughs) Like the one set and doors and, A A agents running through so meanwhile back in Ali's house Arya's uh, handiwork is just beginning Uh, we see this quick establishing shot cut inside see some blood splattering on the new crib we see that Arya is flinging blood or something like blood around the room for some kind of container in her hand
0: she's not bleeding herself she's got like a I don't know it's a can of paint or what but yeah she's also not cut
1: herself yet yet
0: so yeah yeah also, that's creepy. Like, Arya, like, cuts herself and just starts, like, wildly, manically flinging her own blood. <laughs> you would not believe how many people I saw online who were like, Arya was bleeding all over the place in that room. It's like, eh, I can watch it again. She's not like a, a wet dog who just like, yeah.
1: starts shaking her fur, but only it's blood, <laughs> which would be hilarious. Anyway, she's breathing hard now. She's in a hurry. Like, she's kind of really getting into this. Um, oh, yeah. She stomps on some toys in the ground, looks around, and then grabs like a stuffed teddy bear, or rips its head
0: off. Rips its head off. This is where Pictunia is just like, Aria, I'm so goddamn proud of you right now.
1: <laughs> well, like, here's what I kind of love about this sequence. We don't ever see
0: what the actual instructions were from A. I know. <laughs> like, what did A say? A was just like, go hang this mobile. And Aria's <laughs> like, I think I can do better.
1: <laughs> when you' come to like, Arie,
0: I've got some uh, some extra pieces on my vision board that I think I can incorporate into that.
1: I get that you want to compromise one of us, but I think you don't realize is that you've compromised an artist <laughs> <laughs> so she she flings like like two pieces on into the ground, searches for more ways to wreak havoc she's like looking so manic and desperate now like she's hating herself more and more and that she has to keep going because it's the only way to exist She. She has a thought of a new thing to break. Walks over to some boxes. We suddenly hear like a door close in the distance. Some voices. She stops. Panic. We hear Allison like off-screen, like, "I'm fine, really. It wasn't a bad fall." Which poor Allison has she had this conversation the whole way from the high school? I know. Um, and Ari is, you know, Emily's just like, "Let's
0: get you in a bubble bath. Get your foot elevated. and Get this. Blah blah blah. I feed grapes to you." Um, so Ari, I guess she can't take painkillers right now because the baby, huh? That's rough. That sucks for mother and child.
1: Um mm-hmm. yeah, Arya backs away in fear, Malfagape, accidentally trips on some boxes behind her and falls over. Uh uh makes a big commotion. Arya's also apparently forgotten where the door is. Well, I, um, I think she's it's more
0: like she doesn't know if she can leave that way or not. Like she's feeling trapped right now. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are being a little harsh on my girl Arya here for be like, Oh, you suck as A. Like Obviously, she didn't prepare for this. She hasn't gone through like a ninja training school yet. She's mm. still a new at this. Like, ease off is all I'm saying. You know, it's it's hard to see when you're wearing an A hoodie. You have no peripheral vision at all.
1: Which also, when A goes to buy the, what was it? We saw like the actual Google search for uniforms at one point. But when <laughs> you go to buy the hoodie and you want the one for Ari, and you're like, no, I actually need a size smaller. You what need, you it, having, like, need ominous... to
0: outsource uh, to a country that uh, has you know, no child labor laws so you can get one small enough.
1: Well, can you just imagine like talking
0: to somebody at Kohl's or whatever and you're like, I need a
1: child's ominous black hoodie for terrorizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, making that commotion, she stands up quickly, freaked out, cut over to Ali and Emily downstairs in the bedroom like, yeah, they heard this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both looking up the ceiling, alarmed, uh, which is like how many times has somebody in the Dealer his house like
0: heard a noise <laughs> inside the house? It's weird to me that the master bedroom is downstairs. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I find that odd. Yeah, it's just I mean, maybe this is just like the the quasi guest bedroom that's been converted to a master or something. I don't know. Maybe Allie's room is a master. I feel like like that's like a an Alley type thing to do, it'd be to demand the master. I don't know.
1: Well I me, mean, like, from a remodeling standpoint, was just, like, just the easiest, just to remodel the whole downstairs.
0: Maybe, yeah, you kind of knock out a wall and extend it. The, the d nice house in.
1: has always been, like, this bizarre kingdom unto itself. There's presumably, like,
0: seven bedrooms up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Attic, yeah. So, anyway, they're so, looking yeah, up, the they're alarmed, in the nursery, Arya's, like, pacing around, she's in front of the window, we can hear her kind of say, okay, okay, she's, like, panting hard, she's not sure what to do, and then down below, Allie and Emerson or sorry, Emerson, Emily are frozen, yeah, Emerson as a as a group are frozen, they're listening hard then we go back upstairs, Aria she turns to leave, but as she does she kind of snags her arm on that furniture piece that Emily and Spencer were putting together earlier mm-hmm. uh, that makes some more noise, of course and Aria winces in pain She because she like basically scratched her arm on it Uh no time to bleed. She's gotta take the fuck take off and get the fuck out of there. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, so downstairs Emily kinda holds a finger to her lips and she kinda moves over around the bed. She picks up like a kind of candlestick type thing I, I don't know what this is it's like it's blue but it's like a candlestick of some sort like the only thing better is if she has actually
1: like yanked that sconce that was like a plot point earlier in the season just like ripped it off a wall as a
0: weapon totally yeah <laughs> so she picks up this like it, this thing looks like it's got some heft you know mm-hmm. this is a big old candlestick and she's gonna use that as a weapon and Allie's just kind of watching nervously from the bed Emily kind of looks back at her and then she heads out the bedroom door and then we see in another part of the house, Arya rushes over to like a side door and she tries to handle, but it's locked. She's like struggling with the knob and there's kind of some cool, creepy shots of Emily stalking through the house with her candlestick wound up with both hands. She's ready to knock someone's head off with this thing. Mm-hmm. And then we hear like a door open nearby and Emily hurries around the corner and gasps because uh, she sees that open side door there. I guess this like maybe leads to the garage or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Emily kind of moves over. She's searching through this darkened living room, and we get these cool shots from outside the house looking in through the windows as Emily's kind of stalking around the living room. She eventually lowers this massive candlestick that she has because she doesn't see anyone. And then the camera kind of tracks to the side to show her like walking back towards Allie's room. And then, of course, eventually pans over to show Arya leaning up against the outside of the house, just out of breath. Oh shit, almost got caught. Barely got out of there.
1: Like in the remodel, did they keep the like button room, like the little craft closet? <laughs> I wonder. Oh um, sure, yeah. Also, maybe that door leads to wherever Jason came from that time when uh, Toby almost shot him in the face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did this weird like like pose move. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Arya got out of there. Give her some credit. She's not that bad at B A. It's her first time. You got you got to learn. You got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You gotta
1: you gotta crawl before you can uh, you know skulk. I'm um,
0: just saying, like the way they wear those hoodies, you have no side vision at all. Obviously, just, you're gonna run into some shit in the dark room.
1: Maybe she truly is injured or she just likes the heroic side of Emily. I just, I hate the fact that Allison is just like, I'll just hide here in the bedroom. I
0: want Allison to like pull like the elephant gun that she keeps under her bed out and like follow every. Seriously. Yeah. She needs to have her like Benjamin Linus moment when she pulls out like a double barrel shotgun from underneath (laughs) the bed or. Yeah. Um, Aria, are you hurt or are you just injured right now? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Let's go over to the bookstore, the brew. Ezra's given his book reading. We see he's got like a big sign up for then and now by author Ezra Fitz. There is no Aria mentioned on that sign there. What if, what That's if it's a we terrible caught name for a book, by the way? Oh, absolutely.
1: What if we caught to, like the very end of him reading and he's just like <sighs> gold falafel. Thank you.
0: And in an instant, <laughs> she was undone. Yeah yeah the cover looks uh, like it's like a black and white shot of Nicole with her kind of like jungle gear on like I think we've we've seen this photo before in, in full color. It's like her with like the scarf around her so neck and whatnot. If Nicole's on the cover, which first of all, I hope she's getting paid a
1: fortune. For oh that. yeah, sign the license um if she's on the cover, does that mean that it is a true crime novel? i like they're I mean, not even dressing it up.
0: It is Ezra and Nicole who are characters. It's hard to say because obviously it's fiction, because mm-hmm. Arya was like, "Let me get into like the mindset of a Nicole and write this." But yeah, it's, it seems like they're now selling it as true crime. But I mean, like you know, In Cold Blood, true crime novel. But like,
1: it makes it even weirder to me that Ezra is writing himself as a character, like he's really James Fraying nice it up.
0: Truman fucking Capote here, you know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, only he had his voice. He says it was an an exorcism of, of sorts writing the book. And we see Jillian's in the back next to a press photographer. I like how you like that voice more than my other voice. Uh, I really and, do because it's so true to his, his cheesiness. I mean, I can't get his, his staccato rhythm down now. I, I really want to know, does he talk like that all the time? Does Ian Harding just talk like that in real life? It, it, I want to know, does Ian Harding talk like William Shatner?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so Jillian's watching in the back. She's she looks like she's a little concerned. Uh, I and, had to confront a lot of demons, but sorry. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't have to do it on my own. And mm-hmm. we can going to kind of hear the photographer's camera shutter clicking away as he talks. And he says, uh, any questions? Or uh, yes, lady in red. And the lady in red, who looks very happy to be here, says, hi, I'm just curious. Is there another book in the works? Are we going to get to continue your journey with Nicole?
1: Yeah, it's fucking before sunrise here.
0: Well, like, what journey? Like, what do you, what do you, what happens in the sequel? Does she get kidnapped again? Like, where's your hook? Why would you even want to read that? <laughs> so,
1: I've added an epilogue where we meet in the jungle after she's been rescued and we hug on national or international mm-hmm. TV. Uh, in the sequel, we pick up later that night
0: <laughs> in the hospital room.
1: And it's just disgusting.
0: Um, yeah, it's like yeah. that third girl with the dragon tattoo book that was just all like recovery and like the lawyers. Yeah. But with Those more things. Ezra. Ezra. God yeah, so, I really nailed that one. So the start of the
1: the, the sequel, like one of them dumps the other. hmm <laughs> And Ezra shacks up with his ghostwriter.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this lady wants to know about the sequel. She seems way too into his lame ass book. And Ezra he kind of makes some like hamstery faces here. He's about to speak and then he stops and he looks back and he looks, sees Jillian there. Jillian's like nodding to him like, "Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I want that other book." But this is Ezra, so he's going to say, "Nope. I'm afraid not." And Jillian's face is just like, "You fucking asshole." And he says, <laughs> "I am about to start another journey. I am getting married to Arya Montgomery, my co-author." And this story may be about Nicole, but my inspiration in work, in life, and in every sense of the word, is Arya.
1: And he just shot himself in
0: the foot. I guess, yeah. I mean... Yeah, wah, I think he wah. probably shot shot Arya in the foot, too. No one's going to buy this fucking book. I mean, they, no, he's, he's just, still should. Sure I down. mean, if they knew how to market this thing at all, it's the bestseller, but... Anyway, speak of the devil, we're gonna kind of soft cut right over to her, looking guilty as sin right now, as we hear Ali say, "What a monster!" Because we're seeing Arya, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what a monster! Yeah. Oh, who is this monster? It's Arya. That's who. And then we get to a wide shot of the girls uh, without Hannah. They're all here in this trash nursery. Arya's hanging, hanging in the back. She's looking down. She's like trying to melt into the wall. She's changed into a Navy jacket now and she's holding her right forearm like where she injured herself. And Spencer says, I know that Lucas destroyed her memorial, but do we really think he's as disgusting as all this? <laughs> and he's like, I could kick myself. I was so close to catching him. No, you weren't. And Arya says, uh, she's saying nothing. Sorry. Uh, she's just marinating. It's like thrashing of her character right now, you know? And Spencer says, I'm just glad he didn't hurt you guys. He, he clearly didn't expect you to be home. That line, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. This That line kind of makes me wonder about Twinser. She's like, hmm. he clearly didn't expect you to be home. And Ali's like, exactly. He knew we were at school. I think the hard drive thing was a setup. And Ari's like, did, did you catch a glimpse of him? And he's like, no. If Lucas is AD, he definitely has a helper. Spencer says what do you mean allison says there's no way whoever's at the school could have beat us back here and just get more shots of aria feeling awful looking guilty trying not to uh,
2: um
0: yeah I, I don't i feel like
1: that end line is the the one that stops the the defuses the line you were talking about um well, I'll, I'll follow think, that up in a moment. But yeah. But do you feel like AD even really cares? I mean, if Arya gets caught here, or you know, the, the fact that is like in a tight jam or she's upstairs and they're downstairs, I feel like AD is just like on a monitor, like, you know, eating popcorn watch and it's like, ooh. Um, also, just the idea if it was Lucas in a black hoodie and Emily found him like skulking around in the dark, I love with Emily's physicality, she could probably just like kick Lucas right in the face, mm-hmm. which would be hilarious. Absolutely, yeah. Um so we cut to the exterior gate at the rally. Uh, then we're inside a dark room full of file boxes. Hannah Hannah enters, hits the lights, she finds a specific box, pulls it out, sits on the table, we're in the middle of the room, quickly rifles through a stack of receipts inside. Why the two days? Is it like a court order thing or something? A uh, subpoena or not wait, subpoena. Waiting um, for the warrant, certain yeah, time like, to furnish he the evidence. Go over there and be like, Hey, Radley. You could just give this to me,
0: i mean I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm you know following along with the various subpoenas going out to uh like Trump cronies and whatnot. It seems like they have a certain amount of time to furnish the documents, so maybe it's something like that i mean mm-hmm. the the better question so is then, like do you do places actually keep all these receipts in big file boxes for who knows how long, like a month or two at a time?
1: Isn't that a little more disturbing.
0: It seems like Uh, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I just kept thinking this was like a setup on like Fury's part. I honestly did. Um, So the receipts are all bunched up. That would be a good setup. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you idiots came into the one room you absolutely shouldn't have been. And of (laughs) course I'm waiting for you here. This is a classic Linda Tanner move. Yeah. Um, So they're on the groups. They're rubber banded together. Tanner's like
0: searching as fast as she can. I assume Uh, this is like one night receipts each maybe i don't know one register it's like like they do a lot of business there (laughs) yeah yeah so anyway back to the nursery emily's kind of crouched sadly over her broken mobile and spencer and Allie come over and kind of kneel down and comfort her aria remains aloof withdrawn from everyone else and Allie's like em it's gonna be okay and spencer says we can fix it here look we can glue this back together together see and Ari is just watching as Spencer's helping Emily pick up the pieces. And Allie says, "Em, don't let this scare you. When you do that, you give AD power. Nice, Allie." And uh, just then, Spencer—he's noticing a small earring on the carpet. She picks it up and stares at it. What's your Yeah. Emily's like, "Of course I'm scared. I mean, this is supposed to be the baby's room. Now I—I know I'll never be—we'll never be safe." And Spencer holds up the earring and she kind of looks past it. There's like a really nice rack focus shot here where like earrings in the foreground and then rack focus to Arya right in the background. It's like she's holding up the earring perfectly to put it on Arya's ear, you know? And Spencer goes, Arya, is this yours? And Arya kind of feels her left ear with her right hand, tries that cool. She's like, oh yeah. Spencer kind of stands up. The other two are watching in mild curiosity as Arya takes the earring back and Arya's like, that's funny. I thought I heard something drop on the floor when I came in. She's playing it off pretty well. Allie and Emily aren't, I feel like they're not really seeing what's going on here. Spencer's still watching Aria very closely, like just like a questioning look on her face. All right. He's like, I just thank you. She smiles and puts the earring back in. And Emily's like, I, I can't be here anymore. Now he's like, come on, let's go. So they leave. And Spencer gives Aria more side eyes. She walks past her. And Arya takes one last look at her handiwork here before following. Mm. So, Spencer is going to be a little suspicious. I mean, I feel like we had two moments here. Hannah earlier in the episode with the mention of the locker was given pause, and now Spencer has found this earring. She's looking at Arya. Will she confront her privately, maybe? I, mean, I feel yeah. like that's a good Aria, or a good Sparia scene, I should say.
1: For sure. Spencer's like, oh, BT dubs. <laughs> nine
0: days ago I met with Ren secret well of course if this is Twinser here she's probably thinking like hey come on my tiny little helper you gotta be more careful next time
1: yeah so Twinser could confront Aria and then Aria could like reach into her pocket and pull out Pictunia and be like this was all set up
0: and then Twinser starts making out with Pictunia mm-hmm. and then Mr. Biscuit comes rushing into the room <laughs> Well, now you're just writing
1: fanfic. (laughs) So back at the Rally file room, Hannah's grabbing, scanning, tossing aside, bundles the receipts as fast as she can. She's like not finding the one she needs. She gives up on the box, scans the shelves, pulls down another file box, search through. A little more searching, Caleb ducks in the room. Hannah, what is taking so long? And she's like, I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. You have to help me. He's like, what? I thought the boxes were marked. What? I don't have to do shit. (laughs) I did the ten minute thing, duh, wink. Um, and I was like, "Well, they are, but it wasn't in there." And he's like, "Hannah, we have to
0: go." I mean, AD's got the receipt already, right? I would think so. Yeah. Come on, Ari already told him AD about it.
1: Yeah, this is gonna. This receipt's gonna like appear like in their birthday cake, some yeah. or something soon. But he tries to take her by the arm. She yanks it away, and she's like, "No, not until I find it." He's like, "If I don't turn the system back on, we are going to jail." And she's like, Caleb, I'm not letting Spencer go down for something I did. We have to find that credit card so that we promised her. But since Hannah has invoked Spaleb, he must relent. Uh, So Caleb searches around the room for something to do. Eventually, he spots something in the room, picks up one of the file boxes, takes it over the corner, dumps it on the floor. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? Have you lost your
0: mind? She goes back for a second file box, dumps it on the ground, too, next to some pipes. It's like, get rid of evidence. I really thought like, at this point he was like going to light this all on fire and like maybe burn down the entire Radley. <laughs> which would be awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hannah's like, no, an entire police force is going to come in here and pick through that. They're going to find it eventually. But he grabs a wrench from like a nearby toolbox, bashes one of the pipes on the wall with it. Water starts shooting out. He's like, there'll be nothing left to find. So water's spilling all over his seats on the floor now. So how Hannah seems or he seems pleased with his ingenuity. Hannah's just like shocked, but he tosses the wrench
0: away and comes back at her. Also, Fingerprints everywhere. Fingerprints oh, I mean, I, I, I just wondering, like, does the whole room fill up with water? You know, is this a basement or something? Yeah. You know, like, cover up all the evidence entirely.
1: <laughs> I wanted to be like, also, spray this bleach all over the room, too. Um,
0: yeah. He's like,
1: let's go. So they take off. Hannah and Caleb both like throwing some last looks at that busted pipe. Um, I mean, Bonnie I... Bonnie, slide here.
0: I guess this will work. I mean, the cops are going to know someone's tampering with the evidence, but maybe it'll all be destroyed so you know it's 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 kind of like when the mob like assassinates a witness like was, every, everyone I knows what's say, going on they've just turned marco fury into
1: elliot ness Yeah, it's like Spencer's everybody
0: everybody knows why that witness just fell down an elevator shaft but now they can't testify and so what are you gonna do he fell down an elevator shaft onto some bullets mm-hmm. Uh so after the commercial, we're
1: back in an office where Caleb's leaned over, computer typing. Hannah's like waiting behind him. And she's like, now it's her turn to say, Hey, can you hurry up? My stomach has done so many backflips. I can join an Olympic team. And he's like, give me a second.
0: That reminds me, we haven't had that scene yet, have we, with um and I could never get her name right. It's Simone, right? The Olympic gold oh, medalist. Uh, Simone Biles? Yeah. No. Was she actually in a scene or is she just visiting the set? I, I I don't know for certain. I guess we'll we'll find out in the next four episodes. I feel like she was just visiting the set
1: because mm. I want to say uh, the keekster was bearded at the time,
0: which I don't know. Oh, he's Maybe. no, he's got a beard coming up. There's a promo shot of him with a beard. Oh, does he? So he's also. Like, I mean, they let the fishing and go hair. They let that other like gigantically tall Olympic medalist in in the show. So I feel like Simone should get in there too. Which one? The one who, like, oh, Emily Missy... met Missy Franklin? Oh, okay. That sounds right, yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds right, yeah.
1: Um. So he's typing some more. Hannah sighs as she waits impatiently behind him. On screen, we see the system rebooting. Cameras are still offline. Caleb's like, okay, I have to run downstairs and reboot the security system. Are you okay on your own? And she's like, yeah, go. So he
0: leaves. Hannah picks up a binder from the desk, puts it back on the shelf. So that's kind of an odd detail there that they focus on. Does this binder mean anything at all? Or was it just like Hannah do something while Caleb leaves to like kind of transition the scene? Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: So her phone starts buzzing. She pulls it from her back pocket. She has one new voicemail from Mona. so She swipes it to listen to it. And we hear Mona's voice like, hey, Han, I'm still at the school alone. Your gal pals mistook me for Uber A and chased me and then just took off. Must have scared the real devil away because no one has showed up to get this thing. Call me back. I just love the way Mona talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really like throwing a Tommy gun and I swear to God, this is like a girl gang. <laughs> She's <laughs> so error. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Hannah has been listening to this. Cameras are coming back online on the computer screen. Like, blah 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 Uh Hannah shakes her head at the voicemail and then pauses when she, when she looks up to see the screen, because someone is walking down one of the hallways on the camera They're in a gray hoodie with a black baseball cap on. She leans in closer, finds a way to zoom and enhance. It's Lucas! So he's been checking on his phone, knocking on the door. He lingers a bit, checks his
0: phone again, takes off, and we get some major betrayal Hannah face. So what do you think Lucas is doing here? It seems like AD's got him on a mission of his own here. Yeah. Um, It seems like he doesn't mention this later. So... As we were led to believe that, like
1: Lucas, multimillionaire, prior to this episode, I kept thinking, whenever he's back in town for these meetings of Hannah, like where the fuck does he stay? Because she's taken over the loft. Yeah, yeah, it's got to get. Like, it she's she's moved
0: other people into <laughs> his loft. <laughs> um, so this could just be his room for all we know. But oh, uh, well, yeah, Mona's voicemail doesn't exactly match up with what we heard from Allie. I don't know, maybe there are just two people there or maybe she's up to something. I guess we'll okay. we'll find we'll find out if that's just uh if that's something or nothing, I guess, you know. Unless she actually plays the voicemail for them. If Hannah just kind of
1: reiterates what she heard roughly, like yeah. it match up enough, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna cut to a phone that's showing no notifications. There's kind of some dramatic music on a TV because uh Spencer's here. She's sitting on her couch in some PJs with the blanket she must be watching like an old movie from like the sixties or earlier. That's what the score sounds like. Cause uh, Rosa TVs they only play the exposition news product placements and old movies. Mm-hmm. And so she's just sitting on the couch. She stares at her phone a while longer and then just kind of tosses it next to her in size. Um, I mean, I guess maybe she's waiting again, hoping for an update from Ren. If you know, if you're on the no twins track, mm-hmm. she's getting frustrated at no response. Um, hey Ren you up yeah just then her phone rings and she sees it's Marco calling she hesitates a moment and she mutes the tv and answers she's like hello and she kind of stands up to pace as she talks and we hear Marco on the phone say do you know why I'm calling and he really does not sound happy right now his voice is like very clipped and hard and she says how many guesses do I get god she's such a badass and he says "You took something from me and if I don't get it back I'm sending an officer to your door. He's fucking pissed. I really like the way his voice sounds here. He almost sounds like Ghostface from Scream.
1: Yeah, I was just like running like a thousand Ghostface lines through my head and I couldn't think of the best
0: one to... uh... (laughs) Yeah, Spencer's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you if I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you think this is funny? You think this is a game? Stop jerking me around and give me the damn drive. And Spencer stops pacing by the window. She's thinking hard and she says, If I had the thumb drive... That would mean I was in your apartment alone with you at night. I wonder what people I wonder if people think that was strange. And then just click on the other end. He hangs up on her. And she lowers the phone slowly. She's all like tensed up, but after a few beats she kinda lets out a breath and relaxes a little. Man, Spencer is really determined to just like play this as dangerously as she can. Well she's
1: She's like fucking like
0: she's like Lauren Bacall here. She's like Barbara Stanwyck. She's like some kind of film noir dame. She's like, you know, oh, I couldn't break you. Well, now I'm gonna compromise you.
1: I I think I've made this joke before, but it's like he's again, he's Michael Douglas in some cop movie, and she's just like some old film noir like broad. You can't trust, but she's sexy. She's lured him in. She's got his, like that,, heart a in her hand. Fatale, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, squeezing that heart. Um Yeah, so she lowers the phone after the call ends, you know, still tense up after a few beats. She lets out a breath, relaxes a little. Then her phone rings again. It's Hannah calling this time. She answers as we cut to Lucas's loft. Lucas is back there. He's rifling through his desk. There are some jump cuts uh, going through him every time a drawer – as he goes through every drawer in a panic. Music's racing. He's not finding whatever he's looking for. Then a door shuts behind him with a loud thud. He freezes.
0: I don't know why I pulled it all that. Sorry
1: yeah from a wider shot it's up we see that he's up in the loft area like he turns to take off when he stops short busted the camera pulls back to reveal all the liars are there looking up at them and Spencer is like it's over Lucas. we know it was you (laughs) which is hilarious um is like still holding her arm hannah stands in the middle of the five her arms crossed her face stern Uh, he comes with less haste you know down the stairs he's panting and he's like look, I can explain why I'm here because I own the place. Um, <laughs> they, all, they all move closer in the liar wall to cut off any escape. And Ali's like, did it feel good to scare us? Did it make you feel powerful? And he's like, what? And Ali's like,
0: you smeared blood on a crib. He's like, uh, look, I'm trying to be intense here, but also, the fuck? <laughs> he has no idea. Yeah, Arya, as usual, is the first to assume that maybe there's no ill intent. She's like, maybe he didn't and spencer's like are you crazy and he's like if he is an ad then why is he here and he's like i own the place no uh he says <laughs> i'm not staying he tries to walk past him but hannah just shoves him back in, into place uh it's really fun to watch this shot because aria and spencer standing right next to hannah they do not move an inch as this all goes down with hannah shoving him it's i don't know go watch it again it's funny uh yeah hannah says lucas at least tell me why. I saw the police tape. I know you took it back, being our alibi after Charlotte was murdered. He's like, You saw that? Like, oh shit. You know? Mm-hmm. Allie's like, It didn't work the first time. So now you're sending us body parts. And he's like, What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> and it's like, If you don't know, why are you so freaked out? And he kind of finally drops all pretense now. He kind of just shrugs. He's just like, Because of the book, because of my friendship with Charles, I figured he found out. But I swear, I swear that I didn't know that he. She was the one who was torturing you. And Allie and Emily are both a little confused now. And Lucas says, I didn't think that he and Charlotte were the same person. Spencer says, You just said that you stayed friends. And Lucas says, Over email, which is convenient. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you didn't know that your friend was A, then why would you lie about it after you found out? And he just doesn't say anything. He looks like he's about to clam up again. So Hannah's just like, Lucas, speak. And Lucas says, because it may be a part of the reason why you were tortured. And Arya looks over at Hannah concerned. And Lucas is like, most of the emails I sent in high school were about Mean Queen Allison and a loyal band of followers. And most now, of
1: the emails?
0: Most. I mean, some were just like, you know, like, who would win? Like, Batman versus Superman, that sort of thing, I'm sure. Hey,
1: Grandma, thanks mm-hmm. for the sweater and the check. Let me tell you about that girl who called me a hermaphrodite.
0: Yeah, he's just like... uh it the Green Lantern can imagine anything and make it at a in green could he like make a girlfriend that
1: way and like if he's like not you know like
0: packing like he's
1: not like endowed enough, could he also like you know enhance it if his will was strong enough hmm and <laughs> like whoever whoever's Carlos dangerous
0: him on the other side is like go on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Spencer says. So that's why he stole back the comic book. And Lucas is like, it's a graphic novel, which is probably his best line on the show. He like hisses it at her? It's a graphic, it's a graphic novel. novel. Right, he says, and I didn't. It was sent to me along with this. And he pulls out a handwritten note on a sheet of paper and Spencer snatches it away to read it. She reads, want to keep our friend, your friendship secret? Meet me at the Radley. And Lucas says, I went, but nobody showed up. And he's like, "Why'd you come back here if you already had the book?" And he says, "Because there's a second book, one that was done much later that turned the idea of vengeance into a game." And Spencer's like, "A game?" And they all shoot knowing looks at each other. He says, "But I came back tonight because I didn't want whoever sent that note to have it." All right, it's like, "Where is it? Where is the other book?" Because she wants to steal this one too. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And Lucas is like, "I was too late." And he's like, "How did the book end?" And he says, "I don't know. It was never finished." The liars are all making some Hannah face right now as we go to commercial. Um, I did like uh, him getting to confront Allie here. I think we might have skipped over that line, but, you know, I gave you, you know, he says I gave details about how he made my life living hell and how the rest of you just watched like he's never confronted her before. No, not her. Paige got a chance, but this is his first chance to actually confront Allie directly.
1: But I feel like it's gonna go nowhere because they're not gonna quite back off of like the anger of the the blood on the crib and Arcturus and just how skeezy he's being. So no,
0: but I, I mean, I he had his little moment, I guess. You know, yeah. This is a rare scene actually between him and Allie in, in present day and not a flashback. So well, I mean, I
1: feel like was, if he gets to talk to her anymore, he's just gonna be like, Amanda, Allison. You made my life hell," and Emily's gonna be like. Too bad, she's having my
0: baby, punch. So, he's lying about some of this, right? He said well, he, he, said he was not, sent the comic book. He seemed to be reading that in the back of the limo. He was not sent he's it.
1: He's not, like,
0: being fully
1: honest. Mm-hmm. Unless by sent he means a limo picked him up and it was yeah. sitting on the seat.
0: A <laughs> uh, Driver, uh, what is this graphic novel doing here on the seat next to me? Also, he has a weird line, and maybe this is just the confusion with the genders and whatnot, but he says, I figured he found out. Is he talking about Charlotte there in the past, or is this more of a, a present tense thing? Yeah, I'm not sure. Because it it reads strangely. Like, found out what? Like, if he's talking about Charlotte, what did Charlotte find out? Just that... that he hated Allie or something i don't know yeah um i mean it does add a little bit of dimension to charlotte's like claimed motives in 610 like if yeah. if he's telling the truth about these emails now like documenting his hatred of the girls it's sort of a lie by omission that charlotte never mentioned that as like extra ammo to hate them she only I, had forty-five minutes to explain herself. True, true. Yeah, and they hadn't written this episode yet. So so to add into it though, it's that
1: Mona was doped up on goofballs and Radley. She talked about the game. It sounded like fun. Also, Charlotte thought that the the four liars were like. We're glad gleefully... that Allie was dead. Also, they also the, they not not they, but Allison picked on her buddy Lucas, and so she's just going to take it out on the four liars, but not actually well, Allison.
0: I, I think Lucas mentioned more than just Allison. I am assuming, like the the whole Allison cabal, you know, Allie and her friends who were all mean to him because they none of them stood up for him. So, but well, I, I like how though. But then like Charlotte would be
1: picking and choosing, but she's like, well, I am going to let the Allison part go, but <laughs> yeah. I am going to punish the
0: other four because you know. Oh, it's not like she let Allie go that much. But yeah, I mean, presumably at that time she thought Allie was dead at first, but yeah, I'm
1: going uh, to deprive her of her cash and her dead drops at one point.
0: I mean, I, I guess all this time Lucas has felt guilty for thinking that he egged Charlotte on and like gave her extra ammo. So that's I, his, his big secret. I have
1: some questions about Arcturus from like a narrative standpoint, but yeah. Um, not really? Go on. Well, so as we'll see the comic in a second, but mm-hmm. like if Arcturus has nine magical powers, or at least like super super alien powers, do you really need to hook people up to like torture devices? <laughs> so Especially if the little boy can become Arcturus at times.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's right.
1: like, do you do you really need to do? That? Do you really need to be like hooking up like car batteries and testicles and things?
0: Yeah, um, true. Anyway, so I have to. Yeah, have <laughs> to commercial. True. Lucas, he's sitting down in the loft. He. Like downs an ounce of serious scotch there in one swig to settle his nerves, and Hannah's just watching him, and he's like, "Thanks oh. for that." <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's a big boy scotch.
0: <laughs> so he just stands up and walks the door, like he's just like hey, do, do this uh, shot of scotch and then leave. Um, he's leaving Hannah feeling kind of hurt and and guilty. He opens the door, but she can't let him go just yet, and she's like, "Lucas," and he kind of stops in the open doorway and looks back, and she's like, "I believe you." He looks a little more hopeful now, and she walks over to him, and she says that you weren't part of what happened to us. But why is the factory for sale? And was our business partnership ever real? He's kind of wincing, smiling through the pain. He says, I think you're so talented, Hannah. I just had trouble getting other people to take a chance on you. And Hannah says, well, what about the investors? And he grimaces, and he says, you're looking at him. I was too embarrassed to tell you that I couldn't do it anymore. And Hannah says, so my friends made you made your life miserable in high school. They almost broke your collarbone tonight. And now you're telling me that I lost all your money. It's like, I'll make it back again. Pooper 2.0 is almost out of beta. Besides, it was worth it. Can we just talk about how you spelled Pooper 2.0 with two U's and two umlots? <laughs> I, that's how we said it was spelled. Did we love the umlots too? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, Double umlots. Nice. Yeah. So Hannah says, how was it worth it? What's worth losing everything? He says, you. And she can't help but be touched by this and kind of smile sincerely for a moment. And she's like, thank you. I never doubted that you were. And he says, I know. And he just sees like waves of sadness and longing and like kind of stiff upper lip pass over his face. And he says, I know. And he's barely keeping it together. He turns to go and she's going to let him this time. We get the, uh, the Hannah face of I like you, but not like that as the door closes. Oh, I, Lucas.
1: I'm perplexed to how he lost all his money on this gamble.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, two things here, because I want to talk about this this Hannah Lucas thing. But yeah, the investor situation. Was there just going to be no one in the room if she'd actually come up with him?
1: Surprise!
0: Is, is that where he would have to admit to her that he'd invested everything in her? And like, if he's the only investor, why can't he just be like, I'm impressed. Well, let make oh. some dresses.
1: So, honestly, I was more surprised when there was an investor, su- other investor yeah, situation. Yeah. Because I felt like, though it was vague, we were presented that he was so fucking rich that he had like a Mercedes, and, and, like, and like, like a private three, jet, maybe th- three residences, mm-hmm. and some kind of app. And so I would think that like buying a factory and, and doing some R&D and some startup capital for her fashion business would have
0: been like no sweat maybe he's not very liquid you know maybe he, mm. he took what he had that was loose plowed it into the factory which is yeah that's the first thing you do anyway. So start fashion line
1: he's like hannah i sunk my entire fortune into 10 million i'm <laughs> ceo
0: bitch business cards well it's like i, I kind of feel like as soon as the idea of the investors was presented he's already winding it down Right, like his cash flow is already poor. He's gonna pretend there are investors. The meeting's not gonna go well, and he's gonna have to shut it down. Like well, that was like, his in, that was his end game.
1: He's like, thank God Caleb got the runs so bad yeah. he ended up in the hospital or whatever. Because Hannah was gonna walk into an empty room wearing a, a kimono that showed off her spicy tuna
0: roll, or or was like ad like involved maybe trying to help lucas out like oh i'll send hannah to you in a tiny dress and you gotta make it happen from there so like lucas gets like
1: the snapchat facetime and it's like a him and he's like you want a loan it comes with conditions
0: <laughs> yeah but slightly more seriously i did like this last moment here I, I saw a lot of people are like oh i totally shipped lucas and hannah now which like nope. i'm like did nope. you watch this scene because they yeah. i, I I don't know like uh, the first watch I was it feels like he's like I'm the ultimate nice guy finishing last that's kind of how he presents mm-hmm. himself but on the second time through when he says I know for the second time I feel like what that I know is saying is essentially I know this will never happen like that's that's how I'm reading his second I know there because he he looks so sad when he says it well it's like he's finally after seven years realized that
1: he is her he can be her friend
0: yeah i I feel like that's the the poignant moment there he's finally resigning to that fact of life uh, he's
1: not he's not prince charming in disguise, waiting for his moment to seize the throne mm-hmm. he's just her friend,
0: which means he's probably going to die soon because his arc is complete, mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: also it means that he has to, you know, see her as a person and not like a girl who's like skirty trying to look up. Yeah. Uh, so back in the Rosa Police Department interrogation room,
0: Spencer Waits,
1: like I really free salty, off
0: the RPD. huh?
1: Yeah, the salty, the RIPD interrogation room, um, the salty, like hardened veteran of the crime that she is, Napoleon of crime, Spencer Hastings. Marco enters swiftly. He's all business this time. He's in a suit, badge and gun, conspicuously visible on his belt. And he's like, this is going to be a very short interview. And she's like, then why couldn't it wait? And he's like, earlier tonight, the rally bar was flooded. String all the receipts stored there. And we know that the flooding was deliberate. The security camps went dark during the exact 10 minutes we need. (laughs) And she says, that must make your job very difficult. He's like, almost impossible. And this is where I expected him to like pull out the receipt and be like, good thing I got
0: it an hour earlier. Yeah. yeah. No. He smiles himself. He does seem like he's got another card to play here. She's watching him very closely and he's just like, almost. And he stands up and says. We'll just have to broaden the scope of my investigation. Spencer's like, of a flood? And he says, of a homicide. Let's hope your friends are as lucky as you are. And he just like turns and walks out, slams the door behind him. Spencer's just watching us all impassive, just calculating her next move now. And then we're going to go. I'm sorry, you gonna... are the flood, Spencer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's the rain. Go back to Ali's nursery. It's time to get down to some Emerson business here. Mm. Allie's putting some stuffed animals back in some boxes. They're kind of cleaning up the place after that latest attack. Emily's nearby helping out. And Emily says, you were a crazy person tonight. Should should we, should we, should we do these lines? I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's so many interjections, but yeah, I guess it'll be uh, Emily. Okay. So you were a crazy person tonight. Me? I was scared you were going to tear Lucas's head off. I thought he was AD. (laughs)
1: besides you
0: were the one who used the pottery barn candlestick as a deadly weapon Emily laughs she's just beaming at Allie now and she says well I don't know why I thought I had to protect you you're basically the strongest woman I know subtle and she's she's, she's th- always protected me Em yeah she's fishing and for once Allie's going to take the bait and Emily kind of looks up in the background now she's suddenly paying very close attention here
1: ever since I met you I knew I could count on you so why did you always push me away? So Allison thinks about this for a while. Her eyes are going soft. She
0: finally turns to face Emily. I don't
1: know, but I'm ready to stop.
0: Emily's frozen in play- place now. She's like afraid to break the spell. Allie kind of sashes over to get closer. And also this like bad Dave Matthews acoustic songs playing the whole time. I want to do this together.
1: Wink. What do you mean together? I want to be a family.
0: Allison. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> sorry. Allison, I need to be clear about.
1: Over the years, I've been in so many failed relationships and I've always made excuses why, but I know the reason.
0: Allie's drifting uh, ever closer. She's getting more vulnerable. Allie seems like she just can't let herself believe that this even could happen right now.
1: Oh my God, are we doing this? Yeah. Allie's like, Paige tried to get me to say it, but I didn't want
0: to say it to her. Aww, Emily says, what did Paige? Oh, I love you. Emily's brain can't process this, and Allie kind of smiles shyly to herself.
1: You told me not to do this until I was ready. Do what? Then Allie brushes a lock of hair on Emily's face for the first time. Emily seems like she can't believe it, and she says this. She kisses Emily, like, quickly leans in, Hold her and kiss back. They both smile, keep on smooching. Fireworks go off. Everyone in the Emerson land because their ship is finally real. Um, I can't remember. Is
0: there like tongue? Is this open mouth? I think it's like closed lip, right? Uh, They're kissing a lot. I mean, it's the angle, it's kind of hard to see. But yeah, this is the real ship. You know, I I think in 505 that you were never quite sure, but you know, this is the, the Emerson ship has set sail. Mm hmm. Congratulations, so. Emerson fans. Shout out to the L chat there. Um, what do you think about this scene?
1: I feel like I'm sure something will go wrong in the next four episodes.
0: <laughs> do you think so? That, I mean, I don't know. I, I've seen various takes on this. I know Heather Hogan didn't really like it. I don't know if I really agree with her read because there's this line earlier where Ali's, uh Emily's like, you know, why did you, you know, what changed your mind basically or, or whatever the line is. And Ali says, I don't know, but I'm ready to stop um i don't think this is the end of the journey which is why yep. i don't think ali has like a full explanation yet like i feel like this uh, these emotions terrify Allie. is my feeling and so like i don't think this is the last time they're gonna have a conversation like this or one similar mm-hmm. and so i don't like i don't think the writers are like oh we don't know why they're gonna get together so i'll just say i don't know You know, like I I don't think it's that. I think there's more coming down the pipe. This is, you know only the last episode, Emily was still trying to like keep things together with Paige, so I think we still got some way to go with this.
1: Like uh like like my goldsmith turns in the first draft and Allison's line is like you would think it was when you protect me at the school or like use that candlestick as a weapon, but honestly, when you were such like a whack job about the pills, I was just like, yeah, you're the one. And someone's like, how about she just says, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I mean, I think Allie's emotions are maybe ahead of her. Of her, you know, logical reasoning, I guess you would say, you know, she she can't really put it into words yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll I, I don't think they're done having conversations like this, though, I guess is what I would say.
1: Probably not. And in, again, I don't know. It's the three magical words that are easier than saying, well, 65% of message boards say that
0: we should end up together. I don't so. think it's just that, though. I mean, I I do think because I mean, they've teased this forever that this was happening and they made T-shirts and everything. I'm not sure why it, they needed to take like the long way around to get here. Like, I mm-hmm. guess they just felt they needed to like set up so much other drama with the baby and like Sabrina and Paige. Maybe they thought it would be too quick if Allie just like immediately went to Emily after Rollins. But um, yeah, it's it's the long way around. I just think that once you have the couple together,
1: especially before the end of the action show, shouldn't there be some more kind of external drama? Would AD be satisfied with just letting them have? I don't like, think their relationship and a baby.
0: I mean, they're they're together, but I don't know, like they have not hashed out all their issues, I guess is my point. Like I don't think it's all just happy, smiling, roses, and whatnot from here on out. They still have some conversations that need to be had, um, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, I, they're—they've got the whole baby thing in the middle of it too, which, like, I think they kind of properly had Allie call out Emily's baby craze as like a, just another test, mm-hmm. you know, like because I—they're—I I, just—I think it's not complete yet this relationship right now.
1: Allison's like heads up I've not had a single romantic partner who wasn't a monster yeah and then Emily pulls off her like wax mask or whatever
0: I mean I, I, I could be wrong it could just never be addressed again they're just a happy couple from here on out but I, I kind of doubt it mm. Um. yeah I, I don't know did there have to be a baby in the middle of this uh... no anyway No. congrats to the yeah American so fans. later on what, what do you think the percentage
1: is like? How close is the Emerson-Paley race? I don't know. I feel like Emerson is only like slightly higher. Mm, I don't know. We talk it, about it, universal
0: fandom. It doesn't seem like that to me from the internet. It, from from what I can tell, almost everybody on the internet hates Page, except for a small minority. But Oh, well,
1: I I always thought that the, the Paley crowd was slightly larger than that. Um, anyway, so later on. Ari's coming home to Ezra's place with the back entrance with the flipping the lights on there. There's that flashing open sign outside the window, like neon blue and red, that makes it seem like the cops are out there, but, you know, alas, no. Um, Ari comes in, takes her jacket off. Uh, We can see her, like, long scratch on her arm. She pulls out her phone. She checks it. There's a conversation of Ezra that's visible where she's written, Sorry, I bailed on the press event. And he responded with, you didn't miss much. Be home soon. Where are
0: you, Ezra? Your
1: thing is literally downstairs.
0: That um, is a good point. Yeah, where is he? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. She she missed his big show of commitment for her. Is this shade from Ezra, or is he just trying to like downplay it, like let's just like let's never speak of it again type of thing? You know. Maybe he might be out somewhere like getting grilled by Jillian. He's out getting pie. Yeah, Jillian's just like you fucking asshole. Do you know how yeah. much money you just cost me. Ezra's like, "I want
1: a whole pie and a beer, and honestly, I just want you to pour the beer into the pie because I'm just going to eat my shame."
0: Just picture Ian Harding like a
1: big. You do you, Ezra. Picture Ian Harding like a big, like blueberry mouth, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just a ring of like berry all over his face. Anyway. Aria looks down to address that scratch in her arm. Now she probes it gently for fingers. She starts to cry a little bit. Um, she walks over the couch. She kind of sits and curls up, cries harder. Or she eventually lies down and sobbing in the dark, just like breaking down, like fetal position.
0: I'm really, really digging Aria's arc here. I just, this is perfect torture from Ad. She's so isolated from her friends now. She feels awful for what she's doing. She's just coming apart at the seams, and it's like she thought she was going to be able to avoid the game by by you know going to ad and instead AD's like destroying her soul instead ad is like oh you wanted to try to keep your boyfriend well i'm gonna destroy your friendships and keep you away from him at the same time
1: i'm just i really like her story i'm fascinated by it all because of course it's like leading into the end of the show mm-hmm. you know for time well there's there's this wedding that's coming and it's like
0: these two seem like they're getting married anytime soon
1: yeah and like Spencer this okay so it's like the fourth time she's been a a major suspect in a murder great you know like that's how every season of PLL ends but like this Aria stuff like how does this tie into like yeah her wedding (laughs) and also whatever is happening in like the the episodes 18 and 19 um Anyway, so we get the A tag. We're we're in the A layer. A D sets down issue number two of the Arcturus comic, appropriately titled NK. <laughs> uh they sit down on a mug of pens and pencils next to it. AD opens up the comic, flips through some of the pages. Um
0: uh, do you want to talk about this comic at all? I do. A the Arcturus here is like leading what appears to be a woman like into their big lair and they're saying like come with me and the, the other the woman saying like what is this place and arcturus says this is my comm center from here i can see everything and the woman says it's the whole town and they're just basically like uh you know the whole town's under my control and there's like a button that the woman can press like to take over and like join him it's like go ahead feel the power um on the last page there it's it's it's, it's kind of cool drawing like you can see all like the citizens have like um like little lines running down to them like they're puppets you know like it's very much a puppet master thing and so it's like Arcturus is like take your place at my side like my plan is working nothing can stop me now it's like the the plot is this woman is kind of like being drawn into Arcturus's like, it's like becoming a partner, you know?
1: So, it makes me wonder. So, is this the merged boy and like super heroine as Arcturus and I don't the girl's so. new?
0: Um, well, or, like I guess to, it could be the merged boy, but the girl is new, I want to say.
1: Yeah, the girl's new. I like this line from Arcturus though. I used to feel powerless too. Um, well, no, the, we see on some of the screens, like the the Rosewood, like church is on the screen
0: in the background because of the school. Arcturus has a big A on one, uh, and the sword. There. Yeah. Also, the the girl in, in the first panel there, you can't really see it too well, but the girl's like crouched down in a corner, which kind of makes me think of the dollhouse a little. Like, is, mm-hmm. is this a little bit of a Stockholm thing where Arcturus has, like, tortured this person for so long and now they're ready to join Arcturus? Um, I mean, it could be, like, a V for Vendetta thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely... It reminds me of Mona, obviously. Mona mm-hmm. being tortured. Um, Sarah Harvey. God rest her soul. Thanks. I don't know. It's... It, of course... What happens in the rest of the scene? Arcturus starts to draw on the uh, empty last page here and draws like a tree trunk and the little gravestone. And they write...
1: A, a does, yeah, yeah.
0: Or, sorry, AD, whatever. Same thing. Uh, AD writes, here lies, and then kind of pauses before adding in a name that we don't see. I like that AD's art style reminds me of like the little like Kurt Vonnegut doodles in his books. <laughs> you know who else uh, was a little bit of an artist? Who's that? Bethany Young it's true this is uh god you're a monster i know
1: you are arcturus i try um that wouldn't be great at this whole podcast just marketing like viral marketing for this end game what the actual secretly. game yeah the secret no secretly no the, the end game appeal is like secretly you're just playing this character the sinister mm-hmm. you've already mentioned that you're at the the brew mm-hmm. eavesdropping sinisterly on girls sure sure who do you think ends um, up
0: on this gray zone?
1: I don't know. I mean,
0: Lucas's was your theory earlier, right? I'm, well, I was going to say, I'm worried about Mona. I'm not worried about Lucas, because whatever. Um, but I think they would be some prime candidates to end up on this gray zone. Both their arcs are kind of completing now. Lucas has finally accepted it's not going to happen with Hannah. And he's going to move on. So he's, he's got no story left to tell other than dying.
1: I I feel like this comic is going to end up in their hands. I mean, you could just say Arcturus on it because it's not like reading upon this. You're going to be like, Oh my God, so-and-so is clearly AD. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that really gives away uh, like like an actual plan. Um, Also, the production value of this comic is so much more intense than the previous one. Well,
0: I mean, I guess the question is who, who did this drawing? Is it Lucas? Like, I think we'd say AD is whoever AD is, is not the one who drew the rest of this comic. Cause this is not yeah. the greatest drawing here. You know, no, no. um, I, I could see Lucas, I could see Mona. I don't want it to be Mona, but I think she's in danger as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It could just say Charlotte, and, and I don't know. I feel like that's a little anticlimactic, but you know, yeah. it could. Yeah. Um, hmm. yeah so let's. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Let's talk about some theories here. Who do we like? Um... I do think the the imagery of the girl in the comic, like seemingly possibly being like a, a Stockholm syndrome victim, makes me think a little bit of like. Maybe, like, Manchurian Spencer Candidate. Ooh. Ooh. I, we did see, A, back in, like, season 6B, I think that was when it was, like, kind of cleaning up the electroshock switches that they'd recovered from the Radley.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, setting up some new torture devices. Mm-hmm. There's always that. Um, but then there's, even in in that case, there's still... There's still an ad doing that to this person, Spencer, or whoever it could be. Right? There's still another person involved.
1: I mean, I like the idea of like Angela Lansbury showing up with a giant plane car that triggers Spencer. But like, also going into this too, we never really got an explanation of Noel helping out in the dollhouse. Like, you know, that wasn't like his like after school job.
0: No, we didn't. I um, I really hope in seven twenty they at least cover a little bit. Like. This is why Sarah Harvey, blah blah blah. This is why Noel. Mm. I want to say I, I, I'm hoping we see Sarah Harvey one more time, at least to explain a little bit. Like if nothing else, they're like, oh yeah, Charlotte kidnapped Sarah Harvey as like a practice subject or whatever. You know, like at, at least that's like okay, I get it. She's you know Stockholm syndrome.
1: I would love to see Sarah Harvey one more time. I have mm. a feeling we'll probably see one more scene of, like, Rick Rollins, is my
0: guess. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's still a little bit more to learn about him.
1: I, I'm sure
0: that we'll see Vanessa Ray in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta find uh, out how she died. Or if yeah. she's dead, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and if she's possibly had a secret romance with Melissa the whole time, then obviously we need to see a little bit of that. Oh. Uh, let's talk about the fact that
1: the both Hastings parents are in the next one as is mary drake um so the one thing i keep thinking about the the most interesting detail i think for me coming out of the paley fest was um andrew parker saying that she was really pleased with the resolution of mary drake's arc hmm. what which does
0: that to mean, me
1: though? which to me i feel like you know disqualifies her from being
0: ad probably like, oh i mean it's i almost feel like when you it's like there's a character who's suspicious and then you kind of learn a little more about them, but they're not a like, you know, like AD separately drug Jenna away while Mary was there. I feel like that kind of rules her out. We know mm-hmm. she may not necessarily be on the, on the side of the angels, but she's not AD. She could, yeah. could be another minion, but not the, the master. I,
1: My gut tells me you're
0: dreaming. If you think it's Jason, (laughs) I just, I don't know. We haven't seen Jason in such a long time. That's that is to me the toughest thing with Melissa being a D. I mean, Melissa is like the number one shade of source Rex shadiest person on the show. She certainly could be a, any number of different ways, but she hasn't been around in a while, which buns me out. Um, Neither had, neither had Charlotte, neither Charlotte. And a lot of that's just because they're on other TV shows. Um,
1: but I feel like Ren makes more sense to me than Melissa.
0: Oh, I'm totally the opposite. Ren is mm. that, like one episode where he's kind of shady and that was it. Like Melissa is just like every scene she's in. She's so sketchy. Mm. Um, and I, it, she has so much more connection to everything. Like I would put I don't even think Ren is necessarily even like I wouldn't even put him at like red coat, black widow type status. I feel like he's. If anything, just another little helper minion, like everyone else: Julian Morris could could look great in that oh, I'm not not denying, but I, I just I feel like really small potatoes. I would put him as like five percent a at most.
1: but I think the interesting thing there is he definitely has the does he have an Allison connection? No, he has the Melissa connection, he has the Charlotte connection, mm, and he has a the bit. connection with, with Spencer.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, like if Twincer is AD, I don't think her like partner in crime is Ren. I feel like if if Twincer is Twinsir's AD, Ren is like just another one of her minions type of thing.
1: I mean, the thing about about Ren
0: is even an evil "Here's why I did it" monologue would sound good in that accent. Yeah, just I don't know. He's he's been on the show so infrequently for free, three seasons now. I just don't buy it. Um. Yeah. I yeah very low percentage Melissa and Twins are I feel like are the main two right now I really like the idea of like the the secret out of nowhere Ezra like mm-hmm. Ari and Ezra get married and then oh shit he's actually AD I like that he's like you got to be a little impressed I was able to be AD for a while and co-author a book mm-hmm. well I, I kind of wonder because it's like there's this assumption that like all the fucking ships have to get back together because they're end games, you know. Like Hannah Spencer, even fucking Toby's gonna show up and like kiss Spencer in the next episode or two. Um, mm. But like if your show's ending, if it's your last episode, do you still have to appease the fans? Like what are they gonna do? Not watch the next episode that's not airing, you know? Well, like, <laughs> like, like oh, you, you like... really showed us now ah, in your fucking face. That was the last episode.
1: I'm is really like, I don't care. I'm taking a six month victory cruise. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you, I feel like you could, you could do the Ezra bad romance plotline where Ezra turns out to be a or something. And it's not like you're going to suffer like bad ratings the next week or anything. Right. So I think you got to put Ezra at at least 10 to 15%. Hmm.
1: I feel like he's always 10 to 15%. Like, are out. maybe
0: the wrong way to go. Maybe like spent, spent twins are four to like one ranking. Twins are four to one. Maybe Melissa, like seven to two. Ezra, five to one. Sydney as Allie and e- Emily's kid from the future, 100 to one. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Ren, 20 to one, something like that. Uh, mm. Who are we missing? Jason. I guess I'll give him a twenty to one as well. I, I mean, really we, don't we think could it's definitely
1: him. We could definitely take, even though he's clearly not being the most truthful. We could take Lucas off there altogether, though. <laughs> Lucas right?
0: is off the board. I think all the main liars are off the board, including Allie. Just because I, I just don't think they're gonna fuck with Emerson at this point. They're just, I don't know. They're the backlash would be so intense. Um, or as she's giving
1: her evil monologue she's popping those prenatal vitamins
0: yeah um, well to me that's why Twinter is convenient for them because they could kind of have it both ways you know they could keep yeah. their, their characters intact but then still have another one I mean I know some people are like oh they can't do another secret you know twin that's like beyond the pale it's like we we crossed that Rubicon like two secret delorentises ago. ago if they want to do another relation they can do it what about Caleb? Maybe 10 to 1.
2: Okay.
0: I think 10 to 1. Oh, here's a better question. So there's like an engagement in the next episode. Oh, yeah. Who? That seems a little fast for Emily and Allison. Yeah. I mean, all I could think would be Hannah and Caleb. Maybe also a little fast for Spencer and Toby, seeing as they're not even together right now. Um. I, or, I, or Spencer and Marco. I don't think Spencer Husband and Marco and are going to work can't out. can't
1: be convicted of the same crime.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fucking lawyers. Hannah and Caleb are the most obvious. I mean, I, I, it theoretically could be Emily and Allison. That seems pretty goddamn fast to me.
1: Or Melissa comes back to town,
0: re-engaged to mm-hmm. Red. I like Third that. Third time's a charm. Yeah.
1: Third time's a charm
0: in How could you date that guy after he cheated on you with your sister? Uh, like one and a half times, mm-hmm. yeah. We should go out sometime. Fucking yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, let's just move together in together in
0: London. Toby's off the board, right? Alright, that would be some verbal kint shit if he was AD. <laughs> Mona? We did talk about Mona. Mona would make... I feel like Mona, if 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 it were not for the kind of requirements of the TV show, like needing a surprise, I would put Mona like two to one.
2: Mm.
0: But I feel like they, they can't. Like it would be too... I mean, maybe they will, I don't know. But it, it seems like they have to have a new person as AD. And if it was just Mona, people would be like, eh, we've seen that before. Right. So...
1: Next week's is all around Oliver Goldstick episode, written and directed, uh, written and directed, co-written by Francesca Rollins. Um, okay. So obviously, next week is the musical sequence.
0: Oh well, yeah, there's a description of like a nightmare that aria has. Like that's that's where you'd put it, right? Maybe something to do with the uh, the tango dancing or whatever. The the, the, the note here, yeah. The
1: note here is the musical number will be a lot of Jackson Five covers
0: for a really cool what? modern twist to it. Yeah, Jackson Five, like Brown-eyed Girl and Brown-eyed Girl. Is that not? Oh, Jackson Five. I thought you said Jackson Brown. Sorry. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> guess those are two uh, different things. Um. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I just uh, Aria, like a nightmare version, of, like ABC. That
0: sounds nightmarish, all right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, all War right. Or Leighton will be back in the Oh, morning. yeah, Ashley Marin. He's like, somebody flooded my hotel. Do you know anything about that, Hannah?
1: Hmm? Hmm? Um, yeah, this should be really interesting.
0: All right, well, let me... uh. Finish up the business here. If you sure. want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at BrosWatchPL2 on Twitter. Our website page is BrosWatchPL2.com. If you want to leave a longer comment there, we did get a couple of reviews in iTunes. Thank you to Office Cackler92 and Con Rob Mac. Uh, I'm still seeing people who are like just discovering the podcast now. Which uh, thanks for joining us <laughs> here at the end of all things. Uh, so thank you mm. for the reviews there. We also appreciate getting reviews on iTunes. Uh, for the first time. For the last time. For the first time. For the last time. Yeah, Oliver Goldstick episode next time. Driving us crazy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Um, I'm just... I, I'm so curious
1: about like these... I mean, these bonkers attempts to like rate <laughs> who could be AD. We're getting like, close. Four to go. And I'm just loving how... How this thing folds in on itself. I'm very curious. I, I just because there's no to me like clear, obvious path, and I like
0: that. I'm wondering they haven't done this on the show yet, but I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get something where we know, but the characters don't know at some point.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: Because usually, you know, like with CC and with Mona, we kind of found out with the characters. But yeah, I kind of wonder if they will stick with that or do something where like we see, oh shit, it's so and so, but like the other characters don't know yet.
1: That would be kind of continuing like the
0: uh pseudo
1: vertigo references of Charlotte and the uh the bell tower. Because mm-hmm. like for the last third you you know the answer and you're just waiting for, for Jimmy Stewart to to you know unfortunately be dealt that last card.
0: By the way, Mona um, like as the killer of Charlotte's like off the table. That's like I feel like it's anything else is an upset at this point. Why? Just the way she changed her testimony, her sketchy alibi about that whole situation. It's totally something she would do to think she needed to protect the girls, type of thing, you know? Oh, you're thinking that she could be the killer of Charlotte? The killer Charlotte, Charlotte, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: At first, I thought you were going to say no, only because she thought she killed one of them
0: no. earlier uh, with the whole that night. Yeah, no. Anyway. It's time for us to go to bed thanks for listening everyone and we'll be back next time with driving this crazy oh and happy birthday brian holdman there you go happy birthday yeah bye-bye